Right, hello and welcome back to the bi-weekly Football to the Growing catch-up with your host, Owen, and his friend, Nick. Hello! Nick, Nick, how are you? I'm feeling great. Yeah, well, not so great, actually. Uh, Looking down the barrel of a of a Frank Gore start this week so yeah not not so good <laughs> coming off a fairly bitter loss to long time rival Tom as well I wasn't going to mention yeah. that so. <laughs> yeah well ask her look well look Nick well I might as well segue you know you've got a sunny upside we might as well just get into Caleb who I mean is staring down the barrel oh. of Trevor Lawrence I mean yes. there's worse barrels you could stare down and there's a, probably a weird <laughs> innuendo you could make about looking down Trevor Lawrence's barrel but um <laughs> oh man yeah wouldn't be it won't be so great if he's playing for the Jets anyway I'll tell you that well yeah that's very true actually Jesus that could be nasty uh, yeah. but yeah man Caleb having a rough go of it I mean we 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 kind of said it in the preseason about how mm-hmm. there's not a lot of uh star power here and kind of worried about this and worried about that and I think there's probably yeah. one of the few cases where we might have been right. I, I'll be honest, I'm shocked at how much his main guys have underperformed, i.e. Julio. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't think I expected much from a, a tank commander Kirk over there. Or, uh, but <laughs> Well, you man, definitely that, didn't. Yeah. Your, your comments have never been kind to him, and rightfully so. Yeah, no, right, rightly so, I would say as well. But man, <laughs> that's, been, that's been tough sledding. Mm. Um, Kenny Galladay, I mean, you can't really blame Kenny Galladay or like hold him yeah. accountable I mean when he's played he's been more than fine but he's played mm. twice this year and yeah. that hasn't been ideal but I mean just you know how, I the only real yeah one, one worry about Galladay is just the Matt Stafford situation I don't think he's looked great either but yeah no you're absolutely right anytime he's there he's in a must start so yeah so you know I mean there's definitely a bit of like upside. Like, I mean, this this team is you know you're looking at next year. You're looking for upside. You know, on offense you've got Justin Herbert. It's he's locked up. He's looked mm. incredible. Yeah. So you've got to feel good about that. Then outside of him, you know, okay, Amari Cooper's. I would say performed to where people really expect him to. I don't like Amari Cooper. I think mm. CD is ascending very quickly there. He's looked great. Jeez, you know, hasn't he? Ju- yeah. 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 It's been an incredible month for him. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Uh, Judy, I think, I, I don't really want to hold Judy accountable. A, he's a rookie wide receiver. It's always mm. difficult. And when your best situation for a quarterback is Drew Locke and he hasn't been there, tough going. Oof, and yeah. the spotlight's been on him with Cortland Sutton out. So, you know, hard to be disappointed in Jerry yeah. Judy. Maybe on, with man. that salary. How, could, well, how can you rip on my Brett Rippon? Okay. I, that that yeah, guy, that guy Rippen. gave him more than he was, he was due. Jerry Judy caught. Do you still have him? T- no, jeez, you joke. <laughs> <laughs> Point proven. Uh, but yeah, I suppose the only real knock you could put on Judy is, you know, a twenty-four fifty. Hmm. You may be expecting a bit more there, but again, I think it's kind of similar to you know DeAndre Swift. Like you know, you're after giving DeAndre Swift into the twenties again, but yeah, you know, Adrian Peterson beat him out. You know, walking off the street. So I think that says a lot. Mm-hmm, Again, yeah. th- there's a lot of like upside here. I think, and you know, I I'm sure Caleb is pretty excited for the future of this team because there's a lot of like he has the most amount of money of anyone. 
by a long shot yeah. tied up into rookies. Like he's in triple figures on rookie deals, which is crazy to think about. But uh, I mean, just overall, the team across the board has yeah. severely underperformed. You know, defensively, and, like I, I mean, you thought yeah. you probably speak better to that, but there's yeah. not many glimmers of light over there either. I think, yeah, I mean, I was just going to say that just, I mean, one of the biggest bright spots, I think, like you mentioned, Herbert, um, but Tua hasn't even seen the field yet. And like, we all know that's coming at some point. So, I mean, there's definitely. Yeah, some, that, that, some... that that could be like make or break for the future there for mm. Caleb's team. Like if, if you go from starting, you know, Kirk yeah. Cousins <laughs> every week. Sorry, man. Sorry, Caleb. It's like, it's just, it's so funny to, uh, you know, all of a sudden, if Tua is what yeah. Tua was at Alabama and you're all of a sudden Justin Herbert isn't what Justin Herbert was at Oregon, he's yeah. whatever the hell he is now. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely. Like, you're going to be feeling pretty good about like next year. Um, and he and he might not uh, he might not even need he might not even need Trevor Lawrence then if if the two of them I, pop before the end of the season Nick, and then that gives him a very valuable one oh one doesn't it Nick do you know what I hadn't even thought of it that and just literally as you said that popped into my that is actually crazy to think about imagine that yeah. He, that yeah oh man think what is, you'd get for that, that, that one oh one wild think about what you'd give up for that one oh one as well yeah but, um, assuming it's Trevor Lawrence not playing for the Jets I mean. Oh. <laughs> That, especially that if you valuable. have, especially if one of your two main uh, quarterbacks is on a one-year deal and vacates twenty-seven dollars. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, just just going to touch on just the, de- <laughs> the, the, the defensively. Um, to be fair, yeah, he's ha- he's a few lads who who really popped early on the season. Like uh, obviously Marcus May had an insane first week. But he's dropped quite a bit in the in the in the week since. I think like obviously they tried to put him into that Jamal Adams role, and we all know not everyone's cut out for the Jamal Adams role. Um, no. but he's, he's he's made a punt at it. He's made a punt at it. And another surprise for me is C.J. Henderson was a guy rookie who's getting all the plaudits at the start of the year, and he's just taken a nosedive in terms of fantasy production. Uh, down yeah, he came out the gate yeah. with a nice first game, and then yeah, nada. But he, yeah. he, I think he's been very poor. I think I, I like mm. again. I haven't watched a lot of their games, but mm. he hasn't really looked the part in anything I've seen. I just he didn't look. I, I'd say I, I suppose I compare him to like Okuda, for example. Mm-hmm. He had a struggle early on, but I think he's kind of settled in a bit now, and he looks really good. Well, <laughs> like, I'll tell I'll tell you one one sign of what he's what of 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 his issues was in, in week three. You look at his Miami game and like. This is Miami we're talking about here. <laughs> and he was targeted five <laughs> times. And guess how many completions he gave up? Six. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not possible. But uh, yeah, you're, five out of five. five. So, so I think that's yeah. probably probably put him in a bit of a bad bad look for the for the defense in general. So maybe that might be what what's what's happened. But uh, nonetheless, a promising start has sort of. Uh, evaporated in the past couple of weeks um thankfully though he has uh, jesse bates from cincinnati who's probably the only defensive player actually tackling anyone uh, on the field there oh, I love this team. Yeah. <laughs> and um and yeah he gets a lot of pass coverage work too to to boot but um uh, outside of that yeah you had you had sheldon richardson and uh, and dominican sue who were who had who've had dominant games to to start the year but Again, you know, in terms of fantasy skill, fantasy points that that translates into, you know, they they don't get that much for just for just bullying offensive linemen, unfortunately. Um, 
and the yeah, linebackers yeah. aren't in a great great nick either. I mean, Devondre Campbell is uh, ceding a lot of tackles to Jordan Hicks, but still hanging in there as an LB two. So I mean, that's uh, that's decent. But if he's g- going to be the guy leading your leading your charge, I don't think he's one I'd want to have myself. But anyway, you digress. Yes, <laughs> very much. <laughs> I, yeah. So look, I think you know. I imagine for the rest of the season we'll kind of just, you know, anytime we touch on Caleb's team, it'll be outlook for the future because, yeah. you know, like dead last in the rankings, you know, mm. little bit of competition for that pick, but nothing I don't think he can't handle. Uh, I don't mean that as a, that, that, that mm. is like not a back, it is always a backhanded compliment, but I don't mean it that way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Caleb. But, uh, yeah, look, Again, I think I think Caleb went in there with the strategy of building for the future, you know, with mm-hmm. all the money he put into rookies. So yeah. maybe this was on the cards for him as it was. But I'll be honest with you, I think one of the biggest decisions that'll probably have to be made is mm-hmm. with Julio. Yeah. He, yeah. I don't want to say he looks like he's cooked. Yeah. But like, I wouldn't that, I wouldn't go that I, far, but I mean I mean I mean he has been injured. Uh, but the games that he yeah. has played, he's he's looked like playing he's playing second fiddle now and um you know, it's a big contract to be... To that be That's exactly what I was going to say. Paying Julio $33 going into next year could be very, mm. very hard to justify. Like, I, I don't think Caleb's, you know... He's he's not he's not under too much pressure for cap space mm. next year. I mean, he, he can free stuff up easy just because of all the rookie deals he has. But at the same time, I would say if you're not confident in Julio come... Week 10, 11, 12, mm. it's time to make that decision then because at least if you cut him, you can pay off the cap it, the yeah. dead cap it for next exactly. year yeah. and free up a significant amount of space there because the worst thing you could do is get to week one next year and Julio's looking like he is now and you're like, oh, great. They're just going to soak up all this cap space for the year. But again, look, yeah. he, he has a load of flexibility as it is. That just to me is the worst deal he has and him one amount the way up yeah um, like it's it's um i i'd be like sort of reticent to to shit on caleb too much since he actually outscored me last week <laughs> but um <laughs> but um yeah like <laughs> julio you'd never want to think of it this way but julio i mean if he does ultimately choose to cut him um that's a good landmine to drop around week 13 for some um playoff bound team to Take the take the bite on and end up getting a, a dud game out of him, getting knocked out of the playoffs as well. So, do you know? Definitely. I agree. never thought I'd say that about Julio, but here we are. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so I suppose yeah, that brings us on to yeah, the other team in that division, because uh, <laughs> there's only two teams in that division. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cyrus, man, man, Cyrus is having a great year. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. I my team. We should, we should probably hit on you. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, okay. yeah, the Wild Stallions. Um, my team can best be summed up by Kenyon Drake. The, the yeah. points are there somewhere. Somewhere yeah. they're there. Yeah. They're just not fucking coming out. I don't know what. I don't know what the story is. It's not is. happening for him. Yeah, it's very strange. I think um, like he's looked like uh, he, he's definitely looked like he's lost a step. And I think we were saying earlier uh, that. To me, it looks like after after the 
off season walking boot issue that he had, I, I think it's I think he's playing hurt. I think it's probably got something to do with it anyway. Um because even while he's getting the touches, um he's just not turning them into anything. Uh, and he's also not getting the right kind of touches I think you were saying about his pass catching usage. I think he has like six targets all year mm. or something. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, crazy stuff. That's it's crazy. crazy. They just keep bringing Chase Edmonds mm. on to do what Kenya yeah. Drake is best at. And, and to be fair, surprised when he to doesn't be perform. fair, to be fair to Chase Edmonds, like he is, he's making a case for himself. So I mean, he's doing the best he can with those opportunities. Um, yeah, and yeah, no, I think definitely. I think that that probably is a good um, a good analogy for for the rest of the situation with you guys because, like, I look at uh, I look at. Drew Drew Brees and I mean he's had a shocker so far by his own standards. Um, it's it's odd when you think like I mean he's obviously on a bye this week, but uh, when you're looking at the at the week after that when they come out, uh, whether you're gonna play Derek Carr or, or Drew Brees, do you know? Because obviously week seven Drew Brees gets the Carolina Panthers and they're one of the best teams in the league at pass defense at the moment and. While Derek Carr draws the number two defense in the league, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, he's looked really good. I mean, in that Kansas City game, he looked like an absolute champion throwing the ball around. He was slinging it just everywhere, and I like I never thought I'd say this, but Derek Carr looked like the strength of the team and won them the game against the Chiefs. Yeah, so, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Some 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 strange questions you got to be asking there now on to your team. Yeah. Well, like do you mean? I'm not going to lie, secretly I was happy about that because, you know, mm. I've got Derek Carr locked up for three years. You know, yeah. that guy's the future of this team, you know, 30-something year old <laughs> Derek Carr building around him. You know, brought a tear to my eye watching him light up the Chiefs. You know, you're my boy, Derek. Go get him. That's, that's but, my quarterback. <laughs> that's my quarterback, man. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's done Derek Carr a lot of good, you know, learning mm. behind Drew this year. Uh, he's you know seen a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, Drew Drew's going yeah, to hold the clipboard now, I think, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, look with Drew Brees, like I, I get what you're by his standards. Yeah, yeah, not great, but at the same time, he he's put up solid numbers. Like you know, I'll take fifteen points from a quarterback. Yeah, you know, it's, mm. it's not the worst. It could be. It could be worse. It could be a lot worse. I could have give you Cousins, give you headaches. Example. Give you headaches coming up against someone who has Pat Mahomes or well, I was going to say yeah. Lamar Jackson, but I guess we'll get around to that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll get around to Lamar later. But uh, yeah. yeah, um look. Th- yeah. I, well, like, I, 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 yeah. Sorry. I, I'll I'll be I'll in everyone here. Like I, I've spent a lot of time just today, you know, evaluating all my options because. Again, I can see how my team can turn a corner and start putting up points, mm. even without Saquon. I can also see a situation where they just carry on as they are and consider, continue to be, like, I'm thinking bottom four in scoring now, which is, like, I'm just like, yeah. well, how did that happen? Mm. But <laughs> it is what it is. I'm not going to, you know, sit here and make excuses. Uh, I th- I think in fairness, you've had a couple of, you've had a, a, tr- a big old trough week there in, in week two. And um, I think in week yeah. four as well. So you, while you've had to, you've had games that have put you in close to the to top tier, you've had some real bottom. You've had the barrel, yes. the bottom of the barrel, pop out on you a couple of times. So I think that's probably holding you down too, big time. And like I, I do mean, I'll make this announcement now. Like I'll give everyone what is it, six weeks notice. Like if if I'm in contention, <laughs> this won't be an issue. But you know, for anyone who's maybe looking for a quarterback. Um, <laughs> yeah. If I don't make the playoffs, I will cut Drew Brees if he's still on my team before yeah. the playoffs. 
Why? Just so you all yeah. know, one thousand percent, I will cut him right before the playoffs. Uh, well, so I can use that cap space to pay down some other deals. It mightn't be even even if you are in contention and Derek Carr is, is carrying the team on his back like he did. Uh, but that's uh, last Dick, week. that's also a valid point. You know <laughs> so like if you know, I, just speaking about Drew Brees, you know, I'll do a bit of salesmanship here. You know, he's got Atlanta in the playoffs. He's got Philly, who've been terrible in the playoffs. He's got Kansas City, who Derek Carr just lit up in the playoffs, and then he gets to play against Minnesota in the final if you well, get there. Yeah. So, you know, just saying, guys, <laughs> if you can make the cap space and you're like, ooh, I need a QB for the playoffs, mm. Drew Brees might yeah. be your guy and he will be cheap or he will be cut. And don't get yeah. pissy with me if you don't have enough cap space to outbid someone who... I'm giving you all fair warning now. He yeah. will be cut if you don't make a move for him. So I, if you I want to try and bid um, for him, just yeah. don't pull an Aaron and go, oh, I'm never going to get him, so I'm not <laughs> just not going to bid on him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I will Poor say Aaron. just about just to just to just to round out, though, you're um, yeah, you're you're still you're it. still dominating with the receiving core. I mean, like Tyreek Hill and like Mike Evans has been nicked up, but he's still found a way to score points every week. I mean, that ankle injury was nasty a couple of weeks ago and he's still showing up on the on the score sheet. Gallup taking a bit of a slip with the emergence of CD Lamb. Um and obviously now with Dak injured, I'd wonder how it's gonna go for him. Um and Preston Williams appeared last week. So do you know you have you have some some other other tools to work with there, you know. And for all the problems you're having at running back, um Damien Harris, I mean there's there's worse guys to have, worse guy, worse um potential. Um, yeah, I I'm know? really excited about him to mm. to like come off an injury and you know the the Patriots have been moving mm. the ball around a lot mm. it's like he just got handed the ball 17 times like just yeah. there you go <laughs> and I was like holy shit like I, I might have been right about this guy because I've got him in a couple of leagues yeah but um like he put up 100 yards like I know he had a couple of big runs that really inflated it and the yards mm. per carry but like that's with What's, what even is his name, the quarterback? I can't even remember. He's so terrible, I've forgotten his name. Oh, um, um, Brian Hoyer. Hoyer. Yeah. Like, Hoyer was the quarterback. So, like, it's like, okay, yeah. you add Cam Newton into that. It's like, oh, well, that's going to help the run game. 100%. <laughs> yeah. So, Absolutely. um, yeah, I'm stoked about Damien Harris. Again, it's mm. so cheap. I've got him cheap everywhere I have him, more or less. So, it's... Mm. um, It's cool to see him paying off a and, bit. But, and, uh, as, and as well, Le'Veon... Le'Veon Bell now playing for a team that's not co- coached by Adam Gase. I think you uh, you yes. have to look at that as a positive. So um, yeah, I mean yeah. all all around your team is, uh, do you know? I mean it's obviously in a rut at the moment, but yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's either it's touch and go, it's touch and go. Definitely, as I said, there's, I I don't know. I'm gonna let my team tell me what's gonna happen. Like I, I've had a couple of people reach out to me for trades and stuff like that. And mm. a couple of weeks ago, I was trying to improve my team. One hundred percent, I was. I was trying to make a couple yeah. of moves to like better my team for this year and you know target this year. But I've kind of just said to myself, right, look, the points are there. One hundred percent, I can see how my team can score more points. If they don't, so be it. I have a, I have a backup plan, and I'll I'll execute that. I spent Fair. ages doing that, but mm. I just to touch on your bell point, I'll put my hot take out there so everyone can laugh at me when I'm wrong <laughs> in a few weeks. Um, not including this week because Bell can't play, to my knowledge. But after next week, and you can injuries, whatever, mm. don't care. I think Bell will outscore Hilaire for the rest of the year, one hundred percent. 
It's a searing hot take. That is a searing yeah, hot take on that. This is Skip Bayless tears of <laughs> shitting on Clyde Edwards Hilaire there. Like, this is a hot take, and I know oh, it is, but man. Oh, it's based on, based on fact. Based on fact. So, but the facts yeah. that I see myself, and, you know. Uh, yeah, well, if, if, it doesn't mater- if it doesn't materialise, there'll be a few reports coming out of camp, no doubt, about uh, Bell not happy with his contracts. Oh, yeah. And uh, surely there'll be some. Uh, and don't forget, I still have Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown to come back. So, you know. <laughs> That's going to happen, Nick. That's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I say with that, maybe will we move on? <laughs> yeah, probably. And take a best. look at, uh, at Eld Cyrus's team there. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm shocked as much as anyone else, yeah. especially you and yeah. Josh Allen and Diggs. Yeah. Just like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a great play as well by him, you know, nabbing Madison to handcuff to oh, Dalvin yeah. Cook. I was Huge. actually, um, I, I, we probably did mention, I kind of just forgotten mm-hmm. about it. And the first thing I thought of when Dalvin Cook went down was, oh, lovely, here's my path back to trying to catch up in division. And say, oh, no, he has Madison shit. <laughs> so, right, well, there goes that glimmer of hope I had. Yeah. I but, will uh, say, I will say myself that I was mentioning after week one that they they were giving him a lot of touches early on, especially with the with the problems, like Cook wasn't getting um wasn't getting getting the touches as, uh, that he had last year and was supplementing his scoring with touchdowns, and Madison had been eating in honestly, but yeah, um, this just looks great. I mean, um, for for the sake of um. For the sake of Cyrus to, to have um to have the insurance policy. Yeah, and it's, it's why it's always worth doing if you have especially if the roster space, just handcuffing your guys is just the geez, the comfort it gives you is is crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But I suppose then just on the rest of the offense, I mean like I, I spoke about how solid Jarvis Landry is in the preseason and mm. he's had a couple of okay games, but I would say largely disappointing. Like the I suppose shocker the Browns are disappointing, but you know they they've definitely started improving. So I'd be optimistic there. Like he made a couple of snags there against the uh, the Cowboys and even against Indy, that were outrageous. And the targets yeah. are still coming his way for the most part. So again, wouldn't be overly worried. But there's definitely, like we said all along about Cyrus team, just like Diggs has been mm. mind blowingly good. Mm. But it's just the the fall off the cliff after that. Yeah, I feel I feel like that's always going to hold him back. Um. So we'll see what happens there, but um, again, f- fair play to Cyrus. I mean, this team is just putting up a crazy amount of points, and yeah, I again, I I really was confident going into the year about my division, and good luck. At this yeah, point. I mean, I, I'd I'd written this team off as well. I think we were both very down on it because of the receiving lack of receiving depth. Um, and with yeah. D- with Debo Samuel back to full health now, I mean, I know he's turned in some awful awful games but i mean you got to look at the uptick in targets last week got eight um and as well jimmy garoppolo not playing um or well not playing well um <laughs> um yeah talk about a weird situation holy hell yeah yeah I, look I, i'd imagine this that that debo picks it up as the year goes on especially if he's getting the volume like that yeah i'd be a bit more worried about uh what's his name ayuk or ayuk or whatever his name is mm. uh he seems to have like gone above and beyond what Debo did last year and he I think he looks he looks very good but Debo flashed a lot towards the end of last year and he had a really he had one of those really nasty foot injuries so Mm. I imagine they're probably taking it easy with him so again I wouldn't be you know oh that's it they done and dusted far from it but at the same time especially with how 
uh, IELTS is done, I'd be a bit, oh, yeah. okay, maybe this won't work out long term. And I wouldn't be as hesitant to pull the trigger because, as I said, if it continues on this path and he's and Ayuk can, can, continues to ascend, mm. the bleak outlook there for Debo, even though that, that deal is still cheap, though, at 17. Oh, huge. Yeah, it's hugely. Yeah, very cheap. And it, like, to be honest, I, th- I think. Um, yeah, it's it's a what have you done for me lately? I suppose in this case, um, I mean obviously I wouldn't be happy with what he's done the past couple of weeks, but like you say, they're they're doubtless since it's seen better days as well. So, um, yeah, I think you have to look to his tight end room as well and and be nothing but impressed. I mean, John Johnny Smith sitting at the number four, he's probably about the most consistent tight end week to week as anyone outside of the top uh, three, I suppose can't count Earths anymore. Uh, yeah. And with the with the pickup he made, Robert Tonyan, he plugged him in for a week and looks like he's uh he's turned three he's turned in a touchdown in every single game he's played so far this year. Um he's every couple yeah, of targets and he's he gets tw- a, touchdown. a three touchdown game in, in, in week four. So I mean honestly he's gotta be benefiting from um the absence of uh of uh, the the top two targets. Obviously it's Devontae Adams and uh our man Alan Lazard. Um, so, so you'd wonder how that goes when they come back. But honestly, if yeah. he's getting a touchdown every game and every couple of targets, as you say, I mean, he's definitely worth um, circling. Mm. Oh, absolutely. I think I suppose if you're talking about the tight ends, I'm very surprised by how Hawkinson has been used mm. this year, and I think that says more about like how terrible a coach mm. Patricia is. And I don't imagine it's something yeah. to worry about long term, but it's he's a glorified blocker until they yeah. get to the red zone. Yeah. It's 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 crazy. Like they just he looked incredible last year, like really dynamic. Like oh wow, this is rookie year tight end, and you could just see everything yeah. for him. And now they just won't throw it to him unless he's it's in the red zone. And then when he gets to the red zone, he can't be touched. <laughs> like he's yeah. he's killing it. But the problem is that like, you can't rely on someone. Mm. Only in the red zone. Like, you're doing in a bind. Yeah, it's not the worst situation, but uh, yeah, like very odd. I, I, again, nothing. I nothing. I throw a red flag up on just yet because it's clearly yeah. a scheme thing. It's nothing to do with not getting mm. open or dropping passes or anything. It's just that fuck hawk. We're not throwing it to him. <laughs> until well, I was just ten. gonna think that um, the uh, or just gonna say sorry the. Um, yeah, like I mean, I can see the the they're they're missing out on a lot of the potential there. Um, but I think those fantasy tight end, tight ends just ain't what they used to be now. You know, I think like outside of George Kittle and, and Travis Kelsey, I mean, you know, like Darren Waller, I guess as well now is is um is soaking up targets to 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 bait the band. But you know, Zach Ertz has fallen off a cliff. You know, Evan Engram man. Yeah. So like, even, that again. I, I thought I was relatively secure with Hunter Henry and. Yeah, like I mean, it's really just a crapshoot, you know. If you get the touchdown, um, a week for anyone outside of the top four or or three or four, you know, it, that's that's gonna make or break your week for at the tight end position. So, unfortunately, it's just the gambit we have as fantasy football players. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, like I think we spent enough time talking about my shitty division, so uh, we'll move on to uh, Division One, and I yeah. suppose uh, bringing up the rear there, um, kind of similar to Caleb, I suppose, <laughs> is uh, Brian. I mean, yeah, he's had a rough year to say the least. Um, yeah, you know, really. he, he he's one and four. I mean, he's not that much worse off than a lot of people, but I suppose it's kind of compounded by the fact that his team is full of Eagles, and the Eagles have been terrible as well. So, 
you know, not a, not a fun time to be Brian. Yeah, it's grim, grim. Fun. Like, I mean, I, I did, I'd say he's probably especially good at after last week. I mean, I know he did um, bottom out the league in, in scoring, but, uh, you know, to have a team that's not that far ahead of you, um, squeak it, you know, it's it's uh, it's never good. Yeah, big time. And it's uh, it's not as bright a future for uh, Brian, if you ask me, as it is for Caleb. I think there's a couple of really bad deals here. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at yeah. Zach Ertz. Jesus, yeah. I <laughs> looking mean... at Carson Wentz. <laughs> It it's it's not pretty. I mean, he has got a bit of good news this week, an actual break in that Devontae Adams is due back, so you yeah. know, no doubt that will improve his chances of scoring more points, you know, if versus yeah. starting Deontay Johnson or you know, King of the Lizard People himself, Sammy Watkins every year. <laughs> you know yeah. not exactly ideal, but um yeah, I just I I'd say it's grim enough with how Wentz is playing, but I mean at least you have to think he's gonna this has to be pretty much the bottom of the barrel you, you can't get much worse than that i mean especially if they get rid of peterson in the off season you know his, his future could could still be you know that could still be a good deal going forward you know yeah maybe i mean 36 is a lot yeah and do you know what i mean compounded by the fact that he has another 14 so like he is quick maths 50 dollars tied up in eagles quarterbacks right yeah, now yeah it's pretty grim yeah you know Add in another eleven with Zach Ertz, you're up to sixty one dollars on a team that's not looking. Yeah, I, I can't think of a contract that's been that's blown up in someone's face worse than than that Zach Ertz one. And in fairness, like Hayden Hurst was another lad I was very high on in the off season. I had a lot of hot takes to say about him, but um, Jesus, that's been there for that's that's flamed out big time. I think I just got caught up with the lovely long red hair that he has, and it just. Uh, it, it just went straight and also the <laughs> adding in Helmsley to the end of his name is just so much fun. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I know. It's just you know, <laughs> there's only so much we can do, Nick, as humans. But uh, yeah, I, I again, if I had to wager, I'd imagine Brian's probably looking to next year a bit as well. Yeah, you know, yeah, you'd have to be. It's he hasn't got a lot of cap space coming his way, but at the same time, you know, I could see Zacherts on waivers before playoffs with the way things are going at the moment that helps a lot you know there's there's going to be a few axes swung there i'd say just you know funny enough of of all the teams um brian is actually kind of in a pickle because you know he hasn't got a he, well, he has no cap space really but because he only currently has 31 players he has to keep a minimum of 28 so he'd have to be very very careful with who he decides to cut because it's not as simple as just oh I'll dump all my one year deals come week twelve because you know oh, I'll get that cap back next year you know there's 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 some decisions that have to be made there like like you mentioned Zach Ertz blew up in his face I mean Austin Eckler holy shit <laughs> like that's not going to turn around this year by the looks of it at all and yeah it's hard to say but that's a lot of money tied up into a, a running back that ooh, I don't know hard to justify and then obviously you know Hilaire's after taking a bit of a hit now with Bell coming in you know you know my hot take is my hot take but how you know it remains to be seen how much of a damper that is but like you know it, I, I doubt that we'll look back at that Hilaire contract and go geez it was awful yeah but at the same time he hasn't I don't think he's lived up to the billing 
I don't think you know. I don't think anyone really thought he was the most talented running back going into the draft. I mm. liked him a lot uh, myself, yeah. but I, I definitely think his success so it's, far this year has been kind of it's all situation. You know, yeah, he's he, like I think yeah. he he got he exactly. shot up the top of rookie drafts this year because of situation and mostly like I mean I think most 100%. most most boards had him down around the number five uh, out of the like coming out of the combine. So I mean it's not um it's it's. I mean, it's it's surprising to see. I mean, he's still performing, but to see how he hasn't really hit those mountainous heights that we've we've all come to expect of the one hundred one picks every single year, and now with the competition with Bell, it's only gonna harm him. I mean, in the short term, anyway. Yeah, definitely, and you know, I think again, a lot of it goes goes back to how the Chiefs are electing to use him mm-hmm. in that they're feeding him the ball, yeah. and not throwing it to him. Which yeah. you know again boggles the mind a bit because if you watched any LSU ball last year, you'd know to throw the ball to Hiller <laughs> and throw yeah. throw Get to him a lot because yeah. once he's in space and he has the ball in his hands and he hasn't got nine guys standing in front of him and he has to figure out where to go, he's dynamic. Yeah, and all you have to do like some people are kind of brushing off his lack of success in short yardage and goal line situations, but to me that's a running back bread and butter and if you're going to give him carries and he can't get you three yards it says a lot so yeah, um, I, I I would be concerned about that Um, especially with Bell coming in I think Bell devours all those carries and because he'll devour those carries and be more dependable in that regard I can see the hot hand being tipped in his favour that's a bit. fair again yeah. that, that's my hot take Um. But yeah, I mean, look, there's not too much else to say really about this team. Like, I don't know about you if you've anything else. Yeah, you want to I think on, like but... defensively as well. Just when you look at that side of the ball, like there's a lot of kind of um, yeah. there's a lot of green in the rankings, but I think it's been quite up and down. Do you know what I mean? I think it speaks to that yeah. point you were making before last week. I think about uh, outside linebackers that I, to be honest, I genu- generally disagree with you on. But like Shaq Barrett. While he's coming up as that number three, and he's coming up trumps in a few games, he's it's off the back of a couple of thirty point games, and he's looked like he hasn't really gotten close to a few to quarterbacks in in a couple of those games as well. Haven't haven't watched the tape, so uh, yeah, that's that's not that great from his end now. Like the the stability is coming with the likes of Yannick and Gakwe, who's who's benefiting very much from uh, Daniil Hunter's absence. And you have to say that uh, Akeem Hicks for the Bears is looking pretty sharp, and as well, that's a very valuable contract being in, being inside lineman, um, yeah, an interior lineman time. who's who's hitting on ten plus points a game. So I mean, and he looks incredible. Yeah, like the eye test with him is crazy. Like, yeah. He's lined up next to Khalil Mack. And he looks like the part. Havoc, and yeah, don't yeah. give me this shit of like, oh, it's because they're triple team. Mac. Like, Mac has been getting <laughs> that many double teams. He no, just, yeah, he's yeah. In, he's unstoppable in the middle. It's crazy. Yeah, he's been brilliant. So, look, I mean, there's there's bright spots there, especially um, with, with some of those. But it, it's it's the consistency that you really want. Like, I mean, if you, if you have some, some big 30-point games from defenders, like unless you have some sort of floor for them to to sort of springboard off of, you're you're running into pro, into problems and like a lot of there's not much of a there's not much of a element of dependability there anywhere else outside of the players that we just mentioned. So, um, yeah, definitely. So, I suppose before we move on, I, we had a have to touch on the uh, trade that occurred because we haven't discussed it on this. And when you took half of Brian's team, 
<laughs> which is why he's so limited on options of who he'd be able yeah, to call. Yeah. So, the first question is, how long did it take you to come up with that trade? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it actually was a, it was a couple of hours, I think. <laughs> Probably meticulous hours now. I, was, I, I think I, I, I sent him an offer um, trying to, you know, obviously find an Eagle fan to bite on, on Rager. I'd been trying it with another Eagle fan, uh, but it didn't work. Uh, no, it didn't. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, uh, no, look, that's not to say it's a bad deal. I think Gregor is is a good option. There's a great player to have going forward, and especially to keep him on the rookie deal. But like, it was one I was gonna cut. I was I was looking at staring at the wall, and I was I was gonna have to cut him for cap space. And you know, I think mo- I had to. I would, I think there's too much value there not to try and move him 100. Yeah, agree with you. and and look, I was I was I was trying to get. I think he'd offered me Earth or something, and I wasn't gonna nibble on that. Um, <laughs> but uh, but like thankfully he was willing to part with Goddard, who I think has. I mean, he's on a two-year deal, but he has when he's back from his injury and how he plays next year will 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 be interesting to see. And yeah, the rest was just to make up the difference really in the cap space. And uh, sure, yeah. look, I've jettisoned a few of them that I didn't really want to know. It took a bit of a cap four, four out of six, Nick. Four out of six players you've acquired in that trade you've cut. Yeah, I, and as of today, I cut another two. So, um, yeah, I've kept um, yeah, Goddard and uh, Davenport. Marcus Davenport, I think, are the only ones that I still have. Um, yeah, but yeah, look, I mean, it's cost me, I think, a couple of dollars in, in, in cap hits, but it's freed me up, uh, it's, it's given me a bit of breathing space there, do you know. Um, that I think has yeah, been no, really absolutely. vital the past couple of weeks for me. I've been more screwed than I already am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're you are starting Frank Gorman, so you know everything is really coming. Oh up yeah, I'll oh, come up Trumps. Absolutely delighted Big with that. Time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll start. I'll Gore, man. He, look, he's he's been cut loose now. He's no one to compete with. You know, look, it's it's the the beginning is is today. The future is now. <laughs> <laughs> the future is now for 37 year old Frank Gore <laughs> oh man could you imagine um, yeah I suppose you know you mentioned uh, Hayden Hurst I probably should have used him as a segue to into if you ain't Hurst you're last yeah, um, actually, yeah. Sean yeah. I mean I have to say to I'm, um, I'm like with Sean I'm kind of um, I'm eating a bit of humble pie on, da- on James Conner now at the moment uh, while like I was I was just so eager to see the downfall and after I saw one week of absolute crap from him I was so ready to to throw him out but uh look he's bounced back really well he had two huge games um obviously one got postponed um and he was at a, about a three a three yard per carry average against Philadelphia which is probably what you'd expect going up against that front seven um and he's got yeah. a touchdown in every game since that first year first debacle so do you know look I'll I'll um I'll throw my hands up on that one um and give him it. Um, but look, I mean, outside of that, running backs have been a bit of a middling strength for him. I think like some of these guys, you know, Sony Michelle obviously didn't pan out. Carry on Johnson still don't know why he's on the team. Um, Mark Ingram, <laughs> you know, true. Mark Ingram looks like he's ready for the retirement castle. And uh, but in fairness, like David Montgomery's looked really good. Miles Gaskins getting more and more carries and more involvement in the offense. So. Like I think this running back core is gonna be way higher on the list as the year goes on. Do you know? I think this is their low end. Definitely, I agree. Um, I agree. Quarterbacks, like, look, I mean, Jimmy G, like, as if we oh, thought he could get any worse. Um, he like went and Kirk Cousins, um, 
Sean in that in that uh, last week's game. Um, <laughs> Is so, that what we're calling that now? Kurt Cousins. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it, you know what they do. When, I love when, it. That, when, that's what it is. Well, you know what they do when they discover a new disease. They name it after the first guy who had it. So it has to be. Um, <laughs> but then, don't we already have Kirk Cousins' contracts in this league? So, I mean, how many things can we attribute that's to true. to that man? Like, yeah. You know? But uh, yeah, I mean, to be fair, like to to put up that kind of game and. To do it against Miami, oh man, that's a it's a grim, grim thing to be uh, to be saying. But to be fair, like I mean, I think they probably did rush him back from his injury, and as he as his, he heals up a little bit, maybe we'll see him improve. And I think the Miami defense, to be fair, against the pass particularly, probably a bit better than I'm giving them credit for. But you know, a minus five point game is is pretty inexcusable. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty horrendous now. Um. Would you go as far as starting elite playoff dragon Joe Flacco this week instead of Garoppolo? Oh, Jesus. That's a very tough question. Jeez, Joe Flacco. Well, I mean, he does have Frank Gore behind him. So, you know, I think that's a, that's that's a fairly solid investment. That. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. No, then, well, in that case, Flacco, you know, he's, he's, he's back to his elite form straight away, I'm sure. I, but um, I just want to say, I'm actually so happy to see Joe Flacco playing football again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, to be honest, I like, am. Yeah. I am honest bad. to God, when, when I heard him do his cadence, it was like I was transported <laughs> like three years ago. He has such a distinct cadence. Yeah. It's cr- that 180. Yeah. It's it's like no other cadence in the NFL. It's mad. But yeah. Um, yeah. Super Bowl yeah, Joe MVP, Flacco. Joe Flacco. Yeah, yeah no, I know. Yeah, great, great man. Great man. Aaron's least favorite Raven. Super Bowl MVP, Joe Flacco. That's awesome. Let me get the full title in there. Sorry, oh, well, sorry. Let me get he this. He was not let me get saying that a couple of years ago. <laughs> exactly. Aaron's least favorite Raven, elite playoff dragon, Super Bowl MVP, Joe Flacco. That's that's the full. That's the title yeah. there. Man. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, going to collapse. Yeah, I mean, I think as well, like the the Dwayne Haskins situation. Like, I mean, he could oh, get traded, man. which might be might be very beneficial for that uh, situation. I mean, at the end of the day, like Sean's not paying an exorbitant contract for him. Yes. I think it was a speculative that, that's what deal I was gonna anyway. Say. So, like, yeah. I think... Well, no, see, what I was just going to say on that is I've seen in other leagues people went in on Dwayne Haskins in the preseason. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Riviera this, yeah. new offense this, oh, Terry McLaurin that, yeah. Dwayne Haskins this. And oh man, that is a car crash. The the way yeah, they're speaking geez. about him to me is bridge burning yeah. for the NFL. Yeah. Like like I get I get like not your play I, I, I get, you know, a playbook being needlessly complicated. I made that point about mm. the Eagles a couple mm. of times. But just because your playbook is needlessly complicated doesn't mean your players don't learn it. Yeah. <laughs> like and then on top of that, they tested him. They had full on admitted to testing him on that going forward on fourth down in the red zone, and he threw a check down. Jesus <laughs> he didn't throw it in the end zone. Nobody was open, fair enough. But the test was: Are you smart enough to know it's fourth down? You have to throw it in the end zone. <laughs> and well, he threw a I check mean, down, and he was happy about it. To be fair, like, to be fair, you know the goat last week made a few mis- made a mistake on a fourth down so i mean oh if, uh, I get it. <laughs> if he can do it anyone can but anyway no um I, i'll always take a shameless attempt to just bring out bring, bring up the greatest quarterback of all time but anyway um <laughs> just se- segueing along though i mean aaron Rodgers obviously has been uh, an absolute um, beast all year for for uh for sean i think we've already um both agreed to uh flip our hot takes on that one um and 
you know, the receiving core, like, look, I, I mean, Odell Beckham had his one great week. But to be fair, like, he has looked, he's been playing with a bit more swagger, you know. And I think that uh, that can only bode well for him. I mean, my, my major hot take in him being the number one receiver, probably not going to happen. But, um... That was I think he's, he's 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 probably going to build on going forward, uh, and that passing offense has started to click a little bit better. Um, re- other receivers like, as long as DJ Moore is is as or I mean as long as uh, Robbie Anderson is getting what he's getting, I'm going to be kind of side eyeing DJ Moore a little bit for the value of the contract he has, and like DJ Chark, yeah, I mean look, it's been a. I told you, man, it was garbage time. <laughs> Yeah, I, I tried to tell everyone last year it was all garbage time. It, there's yeah. still a lot of upside there. Yeah, and he looks good. Mm-hmm. And in 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 spades, he looks okay. Yeah. But um, like all you gotta do is just watch the Cowboys. And like, okay, yeah, they're down thirty points, mm-hmm. and they get they nearly come back. But how easy this is because defense is just play soft and they're upload because yeah, there's no need for them to go aggressive. Why take unnecessary risks here? When oh, you got a fifteen-yard pass, you're still down twenty-four. Good job. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's why I'm always nervous whenever I see wide receivers or quarterbacks lighting it up in garbage yeah. time. It's just it's a huge flag for me. I think yeah. Look, I mean, in fairness to him, I don't think it was as bad as you're as you maybe be making it out to be. I think look, he made a lot of really really good contested catches. Um, I think it's not necessarily the. The talent, like for Dobbs, we made last year, made a lot of good contested catches. I just don't think the Jags are in the same situations where they're willing to put the ball into those contested catch windows for him, do you know. And I think with the emergence of people like Chenault and a dependable running game with James Robinson, I just think the offense has just changed so much from what it was last year. The Sharks just, yeah, he's not really, he's not really getting what you'd you'd want him to get to to maximize his value. I still think there's a lot of talent there. I think like he made some really big plays last year. I'd agree year, with that. Do you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Like, to put up points in garbage time, you still have to be talented to do it. Yeah. It's just, it's it's basing uh, your estimations on someone's production for the year off of what they did in a lot of garbage time. Yeah. It's always risky for me, and I'm always hesitant to do it. But, um, yeah, like, again, I agree with most of what you said there about, I, I'd, be, I'd, I'd, fully have, I'd be a lot higher on Beckham, even though, like, yeah. I give it to you, he had his big game. I think Beckham's, got a lot more room to I I, yeah. I think he he looks like he's back to himself and they're they're forcing the ball to him, yeah. which is great. Yeah. yeah. Because he needs he, he's yeah. talented. You and you can see it. Mm-hmm. Like that 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 flip to him, you know, with Alden Smith waiting for him and he turned it into a you know, whatever he went fifty yards for a touchdown. You know, that that just yeah. tells you what you just give the ball to him and he'll make something happen with yeah. it. So yeah. yeah. And I'll echo what you said about DJ Moore, like, you know, Teddy Roosevelt has this guy. <laughs> It's, it's Robbie Anderson. Like, I'm stealing the shit out of that one. <laughs> um, yeah, not like, like DJ Moore. He still looks good. He still looks the part. If you ask me, you know, I he's putting up numbers. He's just not mm. putting up touchdowns. Yeah, and he's also much like you'd say with Julio. He's clearly at best the number two receiving option on the yeah. team now. So, yeah. you know, you've gone from, you know people worrying about Curtis Samuel for some reason when it came to DJ Moore to kind of brushing off Robbie Anderson to, oh shit, Robbie Anderson leads the NFC South in receiving somehow. Yeah. So, uh, it's yeah, quite, no, it's, it's weird. Crazy. Yeah, like, it's like Anderson has this sort of, um, you know, prototype years ago, you know, that like, 
wafer thin speedster going up the perimeter of the of the of the defense and scoring and, and catching yes. something on the sideline. He he just has that weird like it, it's almost like a blast from the past seeing him playing. And uh, and then you've like Curtis Samuel who's this like totally new breed wide receiver who can just run catch you know where take an end around and, and go upfield like and and then DJ Moore is like this you know this sort of Odell Beckham style like new breed you know muscle bound freak athlete who for some reason <laughs> isn't being targeted so I yeah, yeah like I just don't I I I just guess they it's just Matt Rule must have a system that he's that he's working very very stringently with and I just think it's uh it's if it's if it's a system that they're operating there, if it's like more system over talent, do you know, I wonder if the opportunities are gonna gonna ever be there, do you know, for for more for this year anyway, do you know? Yeah, no, definitely, I I I, I agree with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, defensively, I think oh, you know yeah. there's a lot of good players there. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, who've been playing well for him as well and putting up consistent points. You know, Jordan Hicks has started to come on a bit. I know you were a little um, nervous, I suppose, about yeah. Jordan Hicks' production, but he, yeah. he's held up a reasonable amount, I would say. You know, absolutely, yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's looked, uh, he's looked very good. Um, Tracy Walker, you know, he's a stud. He's an IDP stud. He's a real life stud. I, there was talk of him like being benched. I think after week one or something crazy like that. And then he was, and then he was back to a hundred percent snaps or something the, a week oh, later. Right, yeah, yeah. No, there was something weird happened with him. And again, I don't, I'm just going to say this again. Like I, to me, it's just Patricia. Patricia's a dog shit coach. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like Tracy Walker totally passes the eye test oh, for me. God, he looks yeah, yeah. so good. He, he's, he's a beast. But um, he's all over yeah, the place no, though. Like he's absolutely like I mean he he flashes up on the screen constantly. Like you constantly see his number, you yes, know wherever the ball definitely. is. So I think he's like he's just one of those just ball like ball hawk playmakers, you know. And he comes up to the tackle like he reminds me of like a, a honey badger type guy, but just doesn't get the same plaudits. Um, so I'd like I yeah I'd be I I I think very highly of my say my DB core. Obviously, it hasn't been playing up to scratch the past couple of weeks, but Sean one hundred percent has has the better one at the moment with with John yeah. Johnson and Whitehead as well. Whitehead and Antoine Winfield look like an incredible pairing for the books going forward. I'm very happy with them anyway. Yeah, not very good. Um, I suppose just overall, like for Sean's team, like go going forward, like I don't think you know starting DJ Moore and DJ Chark. Mm-hmm. together especially every week would be too viable like I'm gonna hat tip Mike Williams here yeah. I was so impressed with him against the Saints yeah. and the fact that like, he more or less told Herbert like just throw it up bro I'll go get it yeah. <laughs> don't worry about Jeez, it like yeah. to, to actually have the balls to say that to your quarterback and then confirm it publicly that you did say that to him <laughs> says a lot and then to actually go and do it over Lattimore is yeah. crazy and then like I mentioned him uh, before when we were talking about Debo, Luke is just sitting there on his taxi, and mm. I think he'll have to be promoted at some point. Or even yeah. Chanel, like there's there's two guys, three receivers, on his bench or his taxi squad that mm. I would definitely consider, and I think give him a higher upside. Yeah. Um. But like you know, I think Sean's in a, is in a nice position now because he's been solid. Like yeah, really very nice. very solid. Mm. Like he had a down week last week. And to me, that's more of a blip. Like looking at the scores, you know, it, 
I don't I don't see how that continues and like he's got his next three games are against my division and you know as terrifying as that must be as a prospect for Sean I feel like you know two and <laughs> two and one is probably a reasonable expectation over yeah, the next three I weeks would absolutely agree with that yeah I think he's like it's it's weird because he's a real tweener you know like I mean this is a team that you know reasonably could be in the playoffs like or should be in the playoffs um at the moment, like the, I, some of the guys, I think really if he had like another up to, up to spec, but like if he, yeah, like you said, yeah, if he, what, yeah, you were gonna say, I was gonna say, like you know, if Sean does make the playoffs, you know, having like a Drew Brees kind of quarterback instead of Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> could be a massive boon for him. And, you know, he's just oh, nabbed God. another first round pick. Shameless, so, shameless know. plug. Jeez. I'm, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I think uh, with, with that, maybe so, we'll we'll move on to. Um, <clears throat> to uh this this first of all i'll I'll say i i really wish i could have seen what stephen was saying to sean after stephen gave him a good spanking yeah knowing what again i i only really know uh true tom the amount of shit apparently he gets off of stephen (laughs) and i kind of i kind of wanted to ask but at the same time that's none of my business but i hope you gave him loads stephen is the main (laughs) thing because to me anyway there's nothing sweeter in life than beating tom oh it's great um it's a wonderful feeling yeah yeah i mean you know sadly sadly i wasn't able to enjoy it last week unfortunately yeah i mean with how unbelievably crappily my team was playing and what's worse about it is like he put up two thirty seven, which is an eminently beatable score. And for some reason, yeah. like things were going grand in the first window, and like I scored four points and five points <laughs> to close oh. out Sunday. What the fuck? Like anyway, look, we'll just we'll we'll cast it in the rearview mirror. We'll get now. yeah, we'll we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Oh, but uh, man. Painful, yeah, positive. Tom has been holding, I would say, rock steady. I mean, he's after, to me, he won the week. Like, he gets a matchup against Caleb, which he should win, but yeah. he picked up Travis Full God. <laughs> you know, he'd be four or three other people off of waivers. To me, that's a win in of itself. You know, you're talking a dynamic wide receiver one prospect for the rest of the year. <laughs> Easy. Okay. And yeah, not that I'm biased, but, um, you know, I think 10 catches. 150 yards and a touchdown is his floor so you know long may it continue uh but yeah other than that i mean like look tom had had a couple of hits there you know covid taken cam away from him mm-hmm. that can't have been nice yeah at all mm-hmm. uh you know he, he, but you know he's got the massive win of going from oh kareem hunt is helping nick chubb out to wow kareem hunt gets all the carries here now great <laughs> And that's just going to help Tom so much. It's so wonderful when things come up nice for Tom, isn't it? Uh, yes, of course it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he gets Pittsburgh this week, so, I mean, one can dream. Yeah, one can dream. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think my tune has changed too much on Tom. I think he's in a fantastic position heading yeah. into the rest of the year. Like, it's there, there's very few holes to poke in mm. his team. Like, you know, few worries here or there but no more than any other team you could have do you know what i mean yeah like i think with with honesty you have to plug him as the number two team at the moment like i i, I mean it's i mean the scoring might not exactly reflect that but i mean his consistency you know he's he's down officially as the number three but like his 
well no he's officially as the number two but I mean in scoring he's the number three but like his consistency has been been great and I think like there's been enough kind of slips that Aaron's had as well that I don't think he's looking as good as he was same for me I'm I'm dropping I'm plummeting like a rock in a pool you know and uh, <laughs> like I can see like I, I mean obviously I based on the competition I think I'll still make the playoffs and maybe things will pick up by then but at the moment Tom's Tom's the one really um holding well no one's holding with Brenner but he's the one who's probably most likely to to get to plug the upset there I'd say yeah no I, I'd agree with that and again you know you could make an argument that you know Leonard Fournette's contract isn't ideal, but at the same time, he popped and he looked really good when he did yeah. pop. Yeah. And now he's just been hurt. So it's like, okay, yeah, Leonard Fournette, I suppose he has a history of being nicked up a little bit, but, um, you know, with, with what happened with Kareem Hunt and Chubb, you know, Leonard Fournette is now his clear running back three, which is a very nice situation to be yeah, in. Yeah, it is, really. So, yeah. I mean, come, coming now out of, the, out of the Chicago game, I think, I don't think... The running game looked particularly good in that game anyway. Um, I mean, Rojo didn't do bad, but, you know, in the games before that, I mean, the Chargers game, he was absolutely dominant. So it was, it's very much a backfield that's up for grabs, I think, no matter how good Rojo might might do one week. So Fournette, on the deal he's on, actually does look like a fairly tasty prospect going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, the only... If, if again, if I was to, if to, if I was to nitpick... And I I will nitpick on Tom because fuck yeah, Tom. Of course. Uh like he definitely needs a bit of help at tight end. Oh big Fant yeah. Komet. I, I I know he picked up Mo Ali Cox, but Yeah. Yeah. The, if, there the was, if there was one area yeah, <laughs> Mo train. If there was one area you could be like, Okay, here there's there's where he's not gonna get points, but of all the places you want to be weak at, yeah. You'd probably pick tight end. I so, I had um you know. I'd actually when I was in, in another couple of leagues I I jumped on the uh, I, I come got on the, the Mo train there and uh, I'm firmly off now, I think. My <laughs> my I don't know if you remember my massive hot take from uh, from the off season about Trey Burton. He's getting like six targets per game. They kept they were channeling the ball to him last week and do you know, I mean, depends on what he can actually do with it either. But, uh, but I have to say, um, do you know, look, if Mo, if the Mo train was 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 doing it up until uh, last week, Trey Burton might might be the might be the one to look at going for it. Anyway, yeah, but um, again, I don't think our. But that's what the NFL keeps changing nearly every week, yeah. which is it's kind of frustrating. Yeah. But it's fun at the same time because you don't know what's going to happen. Like Thomas, loads of flexibility. So many of his contracts are unguaranteed, and all his big contracts are performing. Like Mahomes, Kamara, Metcalf. Like Metcalf and McLaren aren't really big contracts. Like they are, I suppose, in the context of his team. You know, Darius Leonard. Okay, he might be hurt. He might be underperforming yeah. a little bit, but still, yeah, not. not, not not it's not Kirk Cousins, Garoppolo, Zach Ertz that we've discussed. You know what I mean? Not not to that level. That you'd be considering weighing up cutting them. So yeah, but again, it is a com- huge contract, really, man. I mean, you'd wonder how much the changes in coaching have have influenced it a bit, maybe. But I think he was out last week as well. So do you know, um, yeah, I I I don't know. Like to be fair, look, I I am not going to throw stones in glass houses here and and, and start criticizing Tom's defense too much, but. There is improvement that could could be made, you know. Yeah, no, that look, it's fair. Again, no, I I won't disagree with you, but um, I've again like 
Uh, Tom has matched up with my division for the next three weeks. So again, I know quaking in his boots a little bit, but um, <laughs> you tell me, I I don't see the the Senate slowing down anytime soon. To be honest with you, that, that yeah, same. That yeah. train will probably keep on uh, chugging along. It'd be an interesting matchup come week eight against uh, Cyrus because they both have a similar record, and you know Tom's going to have a couple of bye weeks, whereas Cyrus will have none. So. Again, I'll, I'll I'll be I'll be looking forward to that. But again, week eight, who the fuck knows what the NFL is going to look like at that point? Or who's going to be on a buy? That's the real fun about the NFL. Who might be on a buy this week? You don't know. Find out Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, um, I suppose um, coming off Tom though, I think maybe the it makes a good segue to to move right into the uh, the one team that's beaten him so far this year, as you already alluded to, and that's. Uh, Stevens were ugly and were proud, and we were all very proud of him uh, a couple of weeks ago when he managed. Very to proud, win. yeah. I was <laughs> delighted. I was very happy to see that. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, straight off the bat. Yeah, I mean Daniel Jones. I mean hasn't hasn't really you know. I mean we've we've shot on Daniel Jones all year, uh, with good yeah. reason. I think to be fair though, like uh, having hit the bottom of the barrel and up against the Dallas defense last week. He still sucked, but I thought he didn't suck as bad. And um, you know, he draws a few yeah, decent five and a half before points. the bye. So look, I mean, you can cross your fingers and Darius Slayton seems to have fired up a little bit, so maybe he'll he'll pick up a bit to give okay. some hope going into the end of the season. But um yeah, look, I mean he's 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 facing a, a matchup this week without Russell Wilson, so um like Steven's probably never been as vulnerable. Um, not that he's had much. Uh, not that not that he hasn't suffered for vulnerability, uh, week to week in the in in the matchups. But I mean, at the same time, Joe Mixon's come back up a couple of weeks ago with this like nearly forty point game. I think that kind of was the the game that that Steve rode the back of to 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 take Tom down. But you Big know time. he's hovering still around three points per carry. So. You know, when he comes up against better opposition than the Jags defense, like you gotta wonder, um, you know, is he gonna is he gonna pop too many of those games this year? You know, um, J.K. I, I Dobbins, so. like we've spoken about quite a bit. You know, obviously that's a very joint backfield, and Ronald Jones is another murky situation. So, I mean, the one real thing on on offense that you can point to, I think, is probably glaring like a Christmas tree now after last week is. Chase Claypool's four touchdown game. Um that, you know, as long as the as long as the the uh, Steelers are, are willing to to keep giving him the ball, which I think was the problem before that, um, which I mean they'd have to be fucking stupid not to. Um he may have just hit on the gem of the draft last year. Yeah, the all the stats and figures that go along with rookies who do that and even just players in general that do that are very hard to argue against. I will say that, and I'm going to sound bitter, a lot of it was to do with the Eagles. And my God, yeah. Jim Shorts, what was he smoking? <laughs> I don't know what was going on that game, yeah. but it's like they wanted Chase Claypool to score touchdowns. Like his last touchdown, he ran up the middle of the field covered by a linebacker who's white. <laughs> so, Jeez, I don't know what they expected. <laughs> happen but uh yeah um i look i'm not gonna 
obviously no one expects that from Jace Claypool every week far, far from yeah. it but um, um, he looks he looks very good he looked extremely good um, and definitely one to keep an eye on but I think the hype train definitely lacked the context of what the Eagles did and did more importantly that, did yeah. not do against him I mean that's so, a fair that's a fair point but I mean at the same time like in the off season, like uh, after the combine, like people were comping his metrics to Calvin Johnson, and like, yeah. look, I don't want to, I don't again. Look, I mean, Calvin Johnson's got a once in a generation type of player, and I know that gets thrown around a lot, but that's just the case with him. But like Claypool, yeah. you know, drawing those compliment uh, uh, comparisons, you know, he had already the longest touchdown on the year at an 84, 84 yard touchdown he got in week two, um, and I mean. There aren't many players who have four touchdown games, regardless of the offense, the defense they're playing up, going up against. And I like, respect the point you're making. Absolutely, Philadelphia did did look really anemic and have done mostly for uh, all year in the passing game. But like for a rookie in his fifth game, with the minimal amount of you know targets he's gotten so far to do that, I think. Yeah, you know, and especially with it coming off the back of like, I mean, it, it was Deontay Johnson getting hurt that got him the opportunity to do it, but yeah, and you'd like, I suppose you'd you'd then say like, what happens when Deontay Johnson's good to go, and do they give him the same amount of carry? I the same doubt, opportunity? I doubt it. But you know, at the same I time, I like that's why I'm saying they'd be stupid not to. I mean, when someone seizes the reins like that, you just have to go with it and see where it takes you. You know, I think Great they'd time. be stupid Great not time. to at least clue him in a lot more than he was. Um, before yeah. that, do you know? I I don't know. I know. I get what you're saying. Like the hype train and the Eagles' shitty defense may have been a huge factor in that. But like four touchdowns from a rookie, you know, like Adrian it's Peterson it's had it's an incredible rookie year, and you know, people were he had like a 200 yard game one time, and nobody was saying, "Oh well, it's just the Browns suck," you know. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> but um, you you touched on Dan Jones, and I I need to elaborate. Yeah, because <laughs> over the, over the, over the last four games, Dan Jones has thrown about one hundred and thirty-five passes, and he has a total of twenty-five points. Wow! And he's a top ten QB paid in this league. Like that guy has put up four and a half, four and a half, nine point eight, five point six, or five point seven. I'll be generous in his last four games, and like you mentioned. You score thirty four points against Dallas, but you have. I, I know. I, I I don't know. It's I don't know if it's the clapper that he's been infected with the clap, or what it is. But Dan Jones does not look the part at all, and mm. that contract is gonna sting because I don't see how it gets better. There's no mm. oh this lineman is coming back or Saquon is coming back, or this wide receiver, or that tight end, or th- like that team just looks bleak. And he doesn't look like it at all. And on top of that, teams are, defences are very clearly showing you he's not it, because there's no respect. It's a lot of man coverage. And yeah. blitzes, and it's just because they're not worried. Yeah, I know. I, sh- I, d- I just think, like, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's been, he's been awful, but, like, I mean, God, what happened to the kid that was out there last year? Do you know? I mean, like, he looked, he, you know, I mean, he didn't look amazing last year, but, geez, like, he had a few good games, like, you know, he had, like, about a 50% hit rate where he was 
but I suppose he was running the ball then and he's not really doing that now. I don't really know what's going on with him, to be honest. I haven't re- really been able to stomach many Giants games this year. But, They're um, not pretty at all. Yeah. At all. Um, something that is pretty, though, Nick, is Allen Robinson. Oh, oh geez, my yeah. days. Yeah. What a wide receiver. He, me, and I've he always had me liked pulling him. my hair out last week anyway, I tell you. Oh, <laughs> my God. He is a beast. And he's consistent now. Like, mm. you know, last three weeks have been incredible. Okay, rough against the Giants or whatever. But, like, even last year, do you know what I mean? He was starting to, okay, yeah, the flashes are there. It There's enough there to, like, trust mm. in this guy. Mm. And now he's only gone and improved on that. And I think there was rumblings of a contract this or that. But, like, you know, that's one contract now if I'm Steven. I'm, oh, man, if someone needs a wide receiver, I'd be dangling all day. $16 for the wide receiver six in this league. And he looks insane. And he's just entering his prime. All yeah. Like, I was, that's with I was very, yeah. I was very good Trubisky with it last Falls. week. I was good with it last week. So we Carlton Davis on him all, week, all all day. And, like, he still managed 10 catches. And, look, I don't know if any of you guys really, I'd, I'd say probably Brenner's familiar enough with Carlton Davis now having him on his team. But, like, the, Carlton Davis managed a, a pick on, on the game. And actually didn't look too bad for most of it, really. But, I mean, there were a couple of a couple of ones where Alan Robinson, like one or two catches, made him look like a proper amateur. Like, Colin Davis is not a bad cornerback by any stretch of the imagination. So, like, it just shows you how matchup-proof the guy is. He just needs to be peppered with targets. And he does get peppered with targets. Yeah, by, by mediocre quarterbacks. And it, oh, man... I've I've always liked him, but like hit like if you look at the career he's had quarterbacks wise, like Blake Bortles, like I'm not even yeah. getting into it, but I just know it starts with like the top of this is Blake Bortles. <laughs> you kind of know what you're getting, and it doesn't improve much. Yeah. <laughs> like my God, if he had a quarterback, I can't can't even imagine what he'd do. But um, there's not much else really going on for Stephen. Like we always kind of said, like. It's a, the Russell Wilson show, and there's not much I said. Al yeah. Robinson has definitely kind of emerged from now, and yeah. like you mentioned, Joe Mixon had his game. I still don't trust Mixon. Like, I don't at all. I, yeah, like it. Again, it's it's kind of similar to what we mentioned about Drake and with Hilaire. They're just running up the gut and acting surprised when he's not Jerome Bettis. Yeah. You know I mean? he, yeah. he's he's not that guy. Why they keep doing mm. it? Like I get you got to keep teams honest. And whatever, but at the very least, you need to play to your player's strength. Mm, yeah. At, at at some at some point, like you can't just you know, like he's the thing is I suppose he's getting more targets now. He's been getting more targets more or less week on week, but it's still just the way they're scheming him. I don't know. I don't get it. And maybe they're pl- trying to play the borough strength or something. I don't know. But it's it's hard to rely on him, especially with you know the contract he has but um yeah i i think know. as well the Bengals need to you know they need to find a way to make geo bernard disappear i don't know if they've got to like give ray lewis a call and see if he'll take <laughs> him out to a nightclub or something like that but uh do you know <laughs> yeah no i get you i get you um but i, I suppose going forward for steven like you know having an offense anyway russell wilson you know he's not going anywhere for next years he looks insanely good yeah um you know the running back room is again Darius Geis is still there you know just waiting for you to come in so he can hit you but um you know why he's still there I'm not too sure just taking up cap space you know maybe Steven isn't under too much pressure to add players which is fair enough but just I don't know fair enough whatever that's his decision but there's a there's a lot of upside there in the wide receiver room like 
with Claypool, Hardman is showing flashes, Hollywood is showing flashes, Adam Robinson looks like a stud. I'd be pretty, pretty excited about that for the future. And then, not to mention Cortland Sutton, who I'm really high on, so yeah. I'm going to stay excited for him. But obviously, you know, you're down him for the year. So, you know, yeah. okay, that sucks, but he's coming back next year. So you could be rolling out a wide receiver core of Alan Robinson, Chase Claypool, uh, Cortland Sutton, and Marquise Brown next year. And like, yeah. God damn. It's a good one. It's nice. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, and they're all reasonably young. Okay, Robinson getting into his prime, but um, yeah, defensively, yeah. as bright on defense, you know, mm. outside of my second cousin, uh, <laughs> who's lighting it up at linebacker. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't really be writing home about anyone on defense here. Uh, what, what about you? What do you think of? Yeah, I wouldn't have much really to say on it. I think Dante Fowler has been a real disappointment. No, he was one who I thought was gonna, you know, gonna benefit from the from the trade going away from Jacksonville, but the Falcons just have looked anemic as fuck, you know. Um, Jonathan Allen's been a bit of an underperformer as well. Um, but yeah, I'd say yeah, Zach Cunningham's the real the real deal there. Um, and outside of us, there's there's a lot of moves to be made. Really, I think it's not really a lot to write home about. Yeah, it's you know, thankfully he hasn't sunk too much money in. Yeah. You know, Corey Littleton has been a letdown for fantasy and Raiders fans, I, I think, this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm actually very surprised by. Very yeah, same, surprised by. Same, yeah. Um I don't know if it's a thing of getting paid and going sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the cheese guys. <laughs> that yeah. that could be it. You know what I mean? You never know with these guys. But um yeah, I just again, Zach Cunningham, oh yeah, awesome. And then it's just oh yeah, he's alright and I remember Taylor Rapp, he was good last year, but now yeah. he's been replaced. Whoever the fuck Kerry Hyder is, he's, uh, I mean, like, that's, uh, <laughs> that's going well for you, but it's a fairly sack-dependent play, like, you know, I'd wonder what a snap percentage is. This is the thing about edge rushers that I'm always looking at, is the snap percentages for them as well, as well as just the, the tackles and sacks. Um, but geez, yeah, like, he's doing well with Kerry Hyder, but, I mean, that's a sack per game nearly, so, you know. How long will that continue? Exactly, yeah. So um yeah look I suppose I'm you know funny enough moving on to the next team talking mm. about a very good defense <laughs> we'll get to that in a second yeah. but uh, you know um it's actually funny Stephen and Alex's teams are very kind of opposite in that regard and that like you know there's not much to write home about an offense for uh, yeah Alex here you know oh you got Keenan <laughs> Allen he's doing pretty well yeah and I mean all right cool I mean. Oh yeah, Chase Edmund keeps taking all of Kenyon Drake's points. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not bitter about Chase Edmonds, but uh yeah, I, I I mean I'll touch on Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. I was I was like borderline in a panic thinking about the potential that Jonathan Taylor had when yeah. Marlon Mack went down. I was like, dude, this could be like Zeke because it's an elite O line mm. and a rookie running back who's Known for, you know, he he was he had massive hype coming in yeah. uh, coming into the draft. Known for the versatility, I, I really. You know, he he had the yeah. pass catching chops as well. That was the thing, like you know. Yeah, and okay, like I know the draft capital was nothing to write home about compared mm. to the Zeke's, the Barclays of the world, and all that. But like, man, like, yeah. What I, I the only way I can describe it is a wet fart. Like nothing worse because you get so excited and then oh. 
No, yeah, that that would that's it. I would say though, like I mean, I think I think in fairness, like for both of these rookie rookie running backs, this guy looked like the limit a couple of weeks ago, and like both of them have relatively underperformed. Like at the same time, if I'm getting RB two numbers out of my two rookie running backs, I'm not going to be too upset over it. Which yeah, look, I get I get where you're going where you're going with that. Like I mean, this the 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 bar was just so so high for what should have happened with Gibson and Taylor. And like Gibson, to be fair, like last week was getting like he had one really long catch, it was like twenty four yard catch, and then you know Alex Smith came in and suddenly it was just JD McKissick. <laughs> so NFL comeback player of the year. <laughs> yeah. So I, look, I, see, I mean, how can they? Yeah. How could you give him comeback player of the year? By the way, I need, I need to say this. Like it's all well and good. It's a nice story, but yeah. the dude was ass. He it's, was it's, terrible. It's, it's the soap opera. Look, I mean, we. I think. Um, I think was it Alex himself actually was the one who called it last week when they wouldn't shut up about it. It's like, look, I yeah. mean, everyone, everyone feels like strongly for Alex Smith. It is an Good incredible you, story, but like when you continually talk about it, when there's more red zone highlight clips of just Alex Smith walking onto a football field <laughs> than there are touchdowns. You're just left sitting there going, it's just going to turn the fans, really. It's just like you're you're just sitting there going, this is shit. Just shut up and talk about the game, for fuck's <laughs> sake. While Aaron Donald is piggybacking on his back and he's fucking getting thrown in the dirt. The poor man. I'm surprised his leg managed to get through the game. I mean, that was a bit, maybe, maybe a bit harsh, but, um, but yeah, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, oh, man. But, uh yeah, and I suppose actually even just another, you know, wet fart, I suppose, so to speak, of his, um, uh, Joshua Kelly. Like, I talked that, yeah. like, I mean, that, that trade between Tom and Alex, I was like, wow, Alex just fleeced him. Mm. It was a, you know, a potential RB1 mm. based on what we're after seeing. And yeah. not, not happening. <laughs> right there with you. He I just, he, he, he looks terrible. <laughs> like, he... <laughs> He can't. He he doesn't look like he knows how to cut anymore, and he he looks like his feet are stuck in the muck. It's I don't, I don't know what happened. I don't I don't get it. I think just um, when the pressure's on, maybe like you know Eckler's out now. He doesn't have his big brother there anymore, and he's you know the the, the spotlight's on him. Do you know? Yeah, and you know I suppose you mentioned James Connor. I mean, like we both called like what a snipe by Alex. You know, not very snow <laughs> right Jesus before Christ. we one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, commentators curse! Fucking hell! What was yeah, I doing? I mean, yeah. Benny Smell barely, barely broke even since then. <laughs> um, but yeah. I mean, oh look, Jesus! Um, again, I I don't know. I think the biggest decision on Alex's play at the moment comes down to his quarterbacks. Mm. He has three three quarterbacks combining for a grand total of sixty five a year. That yeah. all all look. Like, no, man. It's, like, it's none right of them there. are playable, yeah. I mean, Minshew debatably, but Jesus, lads. Like. No, no Minshew, Minshew's fine. I'm okay with Minshew. I'm talking Stafford, Darnold, Drew Locke. You've oh, got yeah. $65, yeah. like, tied up there. Yeah, Bro. it's crazy. You know, like, Darnold especially now. Like, I mean, there's all talk now about what the potential is for him to get traded now in the off-season or something like that, you know? Or, yeah. Do you know, and 25, look, look, 25 is a relatively low amount for a starting QB, but like a starting QB that you that you want to actually be <laughs> playing some points. Yeah. Yeah, like you're, you've definitely voiced your concerns about Stafford, but look, anyway, um, enough about 
the offense, I suppose, like credit where credit's due on yeah. the offense, you know. Yeah, look, I mean, Bradbury, you know, I think is is running it around the, the number six uh, officially, but has looked like probably the only bright spot. Well, one of the brightest spots on that Giants defense. Like people don't really realize how decent the Giants defense have been playing. Um, week to week, do you know, I think it was very, it was highlighted during the, the Dallas game there last week, but um, yeah, they've, like, I mean some some really good players like Blake Martinez, one of the best linebackers, middle linebackers of the league at the moment their D-line is playing above board and yeah, like, just there Bradbury is part of a very strong DB core, I think, obviously yeah, I mean, But, like, outside of the Niners game all their games have been competitive, and I'll yeah. tell you for a fact, Nick, that hasn't been because of Daniel Jones <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But, uh, it's mad. Yeah. Yeah. I think like the likes of Landon Collins, I mean, being at 14th is kind of disappointing for what he's done before. But, you know, when you have people like Buddha Baker, you've got like the Blake Martinez. I said, you'd swear um, Stephen was a, or Alex was a, was a Giants fan, wouldn't you? Um, but uh, like the likes of Blake Martinez, Jalen Smith, you know, look, I mean, there's a whole lot of, at least, um, like the there's at least like he's at least LB twos, LB threes on there. Like no, nobody's putting up stinkers at the moment, so I think it's a, altogether a pretty effective unit, you know. Yeah, no, I'd agree, and you know I think it was a shrewd move moving Watt again, uh, Mister traded a lot, traded Watt for uh, Bradley Chubb. I like that move a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like Chubb, and especially with. Miller being down, I think the emphasis and the onus is on him yeah. to make the plays. So, you know, I think there's a big role for him to step in there too. So, yeah, he's so been a bit inconsistent, re- realistically, though. Yeah, like, yeah, no, I, I agree in, in, in to- totally with you, but he had, like, there is the inconsistency issues. I think long term, you're, you're spot on because, I mean, you wonder how much longer I mean, I know Von Miller is an incredible, like, another generational talent, but, like, you wonder how much gas he has left in the tank, especially after this year. So, yeah. Yeah, and I. Even setting aside Von Miller, like if you look at like he traded him for JJ Watt, yeah, and J- he's on an extra half a dollar salary, mm. and it's the same length amount of time. So yeah. you know, I don't think it's too outlandish to say. I imagine Bradley Chubb probably outscores JJ Watt over the course of their contracts, but um, yeah. you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Mm. Um, I think you know Alex is probably in you know the position right now of like he's got like the most amount of cap space by a mile. He's bluffing with it. Fair play to him. He's still hilarious. <laughs> One of the players of the year, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, but um, he's going to be in a nice position. Like, he's already set up for, you know, paying down some of these contracts. And, you know, there's a couple yeah. of guns he targeted there easily. And then on top of that, his IR is littered with a rookie, Darren Evans, he can cut, and, and Tariq Cohn. He's on $8 a year for the next three years. And yeah. I think that contract needs to go. And that's one of those contracts you can cut and pay off entirely with the cap space he already has. So, like, that hit will be gone. It's just more cap space for free agency next year. But um, I would say he probably needs to look at maybe making life a bit easier, cutting some of those quarterbacks, or I don't know what he needs to do. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, he has, he, it, I mean, I suppose the bottom line on it is he has, he's probably the guy with the most options at the moment. I mean, he's he's at the point where he's flying out trades as well, so... Like he's he's creating. You're a telling lot of, me, holy yeah, shit! It's gas. He's he. I mean, I, I no no sooner had I accepted that uh, Alden Smith trade today than he threw me another one as well. So, like, and I'm I'm laughing because I'm like, geez, we're we're supposed to be division rivals, <laughs> you know? But um, 
bullshit. Stop being um, nice to me. I'm saying yeah, good I know. Like, you're supposed to hate me. You know, be a jerk. Make it easier for me here, damn it. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like in fairness, um, he's uh, yeah, like he's creating so much opportunity for himself. I think, uh, and I think in the off season, a lot of that's gonna really pay off, and it'll be noticeably paying off for him. I think so. Um, and there should be some contracts that get cut. I mean, there's people very tight, and when week 13 comes around i'd be wondering to i'd be i'd be looking to see what what kinds of options come available to him and anyone else who has a decent amount of cap space you know yeah no absolutely and you know, i mean as well that makes it easy for him to make moves for you know maybe a couple of contracts people might be regretting and you know he's in, he as I said, he's in a strong position as it is to like pay down some deals so yeah it might be in his interest to try and you know gain some capital but um yeah so nick that's the end of that division because there's no other thing <laughs> worth talking well, i'm um, to be honest i'd probably be happy if we just skipped my team <laughs> no nick, there is no way we are skipping over melvin gordon and frank or no oh way. dear oh dear yeah look i mean come on well go on ahead hit me with it hit me with it go on i said i should be thankful melvin gordon didn't hit anyone with it while he was driving under the interest <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Melvin Gordon's been a very bad boy. Yes, and I'm shocked. There's even talk he's playing. Like this isn't like, yeah. oh, is there? He was charged with a DUI and he's not suspended. Like, well, what the fuck is? I'm I waiting for like, say, oh, is Tom Brady going to get suspended or something? No, I, I will say that like a lot of the cases when they do get, um arrested under a DUI they, I think the NFL usually waits until there's an actual, I don't think they've actually brought the charges formally yet and I think the NFL usually waits to do that before they actually um, levy a suspension so that possibly might be why you'd expect the team though to be honest to just you know give him a pat on the bum and send him into the showers <laughs> you know but uh, yeah. well thankfully I don't, I don't... as I have the worst culture of any of the teams in this in in this league <laughs> I just gonna say... um, I'm of course not going to do that I'm just going to let him go and you know do his, do his thing you know whatever come on man mm-hmm. <laughs> run him into the ground while you can but uh, yeah I mean, yeah, so then obviously you got Frank Gore. I mean, I, I'm just going to say this, right? So if you look at like, the news on Frank Gore on the website, it says Gore could handle more touches. Yeah, but could he really? <laughs> like, he is 30 <laughs> fucking seven. And, like, yeah. thankfully, I think it's time for him to go out to pasture because, like, like, whatever people want to say about the Jets and how terrible they are and all that, yeah. he looks like a 37 year old he does does. I'll just say like you know all I all I'm not I'm not expecting him to light it up in the in the vacancy of Le'Veon Bell or anything like that I'm just like this might be a little niche but I'm kind of I'm I'm looking up YouTube clips of Paul Heyman commenting on Rhino matches from WWE, okay. WWE in 2001, you know, when I, whenever he hit the gore and you got like the three time gore, gore. Yeah, that's what, and, and the second, the second he does anything, I'm just going to pop that into the chat and see how everyone deals with, you know. Brilliant. I look forward to that. I, if I don't beat you to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I suppose then, you know, I, I mean, let, let's just be honest here, Nick. Now, you, you didn't really intend to trade Todd Gurley this week. <laughs> Um, like this week, no, <laughs> certainly not. This week. No, it was not. So let this be, let this be a lesson to like owners that if you do send a trade offer out, that there is an expiry time you can put on it, and that's a handy tool to use because otherwise you leave yourself exposed. And I am of the belief that if someone sends a trade offer out with no expiry time on it, and two months later you accept it. 
it's a bit of a dick move. But at the same time, like this isn't too much. This is a couple yeah. of weeks, to be fair. But I, I, I would always advise people to check their open trade offers just in case, because mm-hmm. you never know when you've got an offer out for. I, a will, well, like, I, I will say that I was aware that the trade was still up there, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah. a case of um, leaving and going. I mean, it's a, it was a pretty pretty big deal. I was just, you know, I, I part of it was, you know, I was so hyped about possibly getting Justin Jefferson as well that I was like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I get you. If I take that down, will it go? Will it, will it ever get accepted again? You know. But anyway, I think yeah, no. Look, obviously, I was I, I would have preferred to have held on to him for another week but i mean i suppose he has matchups against the panthers again <laughs> against the 49ers uh I, so, this like, I mean I'd, I'd have held on to Gurley for another month if i could have but sure look um i'm glad to be i'm i'm, I'm just glad i've a long I, my team's just shaped up a lot better long term with that deal so i'm just happy i've made it yeah i mean again i, I don't want to question aaron too much but i feel like justin jefferson with how he's played and how cheap that deal is, and how in fact it's three years as well, and you can put a restricted free agent tag on him if you so choose. So it's basically a, at least a four year deal. Yeah. Um, to trade that for a ticking time bomb in the form of the arthritic knees of Todd Gurley, it's True. curious. Yeah. yeah. But desperate times, desperate measures, any port in a storm. That's true. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Whatever you got to do, you got to do, and. Who knows? Todd Gurley, in fairness to him, has looked good this year. He's getting plenty of touchdowns, loads of carries, and he has looked good. I'd actually dispute that a lot, to be honest, man. I I think, and look, I mean, this. Of course, you would. Yeah, of course, I would after having made the trade. But to be honest with you, like part of the reason why I was so out on him was like he's he looked good against the Panthers. Like the Panthers are the thirty-second defense against the run. Like I'm just, I've I've watched games earlier in the season where he was losing carries to Brian Hill um, and crucially catches like the receiving game usage just isn't there and I think that was kind of the hope I had when I when I put in for him because the problem with him playing for the Rams was that they stopped passing to him and uh, yeah like and to be honest looking at how how he, how he has looked against more solid defenses um like he's he's lost a step a good bit and I was saying to you before the we started this up about how I thought like the difference between him and Kenyon Drake is just the touchdowns like Gurley got a lot of goal line and look that's great for his value going forward like he he does get the touchdowns and that is so valuable but yeah I just I think it's for a $13 deal over three years it's uh I was I'm glad to wash my hands to be honest yeah yeah, no, I hear, I hear you. Well, look, again, I'll give you credit. Like, you're 4-1 despite not having AJ Brown and Godwin yeah. for the most part, which is kind of crazy to think about. <laughs> um, And, like, you know, fair play to you. Like, you're, mm. you're, you're going well. You're scoring well. Um, You're kind of teetering a bit. Like, you know, the amount of bye weeks yeah. you have this week is, yeah. oh, it's man, rough. like, good on you getting a line about this week, mate. Good, good for you, man. Do you know what I <laughs> mean? Somehow. Yeah, somehow, you know, you know, trading a fourth round pick for Alden Smith, you know, it's not, you know, clever move. You know, what I mean, very yeah. low thing, and I, I probably he's probably going to put up more points than any fourth round pick will. So, um, but how he's looked so far, like, he's only really popped in one or two games, yeah. I suppose. But I mean, at the same time, like he's looked good. Um, it's just for a guy who hasn't played football, especially. So yeah, anything. Um, I suppose the only thing I'll give you credit for is you know I know you. 
you have posters all over your room of Levante David. Um, <laughs> I know there's very few men yeah. you love more in this world than Levante oh. David, and I don't think you've ever owned him in an IDP league. I know, and never. you actually got him in a in a good year because Levante David has what? been trending in the wrong direction. What are you? No, what? but in, in IDP scoring um, in that context. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah, look, I'll give you that. I will give you that. Like, he hasn't been in the top five like he used to for a while. Yeah. But he's but, been a top ten linebacker for his entire career when it comes to fantasy, so just going to put yeah. that out there. Um, another thing I just want to throw out there, I feel like I've, I've been wanting to say this for ages, but, like, I feel like Tyus Bowser doesn't get enough credit for his name. I don't I know. know, I just... Oh. I just... I, Oh. I think there's so much potential there. I just, <laughs> I, I don't. I the thing is, see, in fairness, I don't even know what to do with it. But like, the dude's name is Bowser. It's like, I know. No one man. ever does anything with that. I anyway, didn't know that okay. name existed outside of Mario. I'm like Bowser, but not only that, they called him Tyus. Like that's just wonderful. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, I, 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 I have to imagine it's a top five name, the least in the NFL at the moment. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy, but. Yeah, you're. I can't see how again. You, I picked you to win your division. I don't see how that changes. You're going up against Matt, who, you know, if Michael Thomas behaves himself, might yeah. play this week, and that might be an issue for you. You know, we'll have to wait and see. I think it's after Matt that things get very interesting for you because you're going to get your first proper test. If you ask me, yeah, you failed. You failed the test against Tom. Tom's team is legit, but after yeah. Matt now. Like Matt's a, Matt's a good test as well, even though he's one and four. It's still a strong team, but after that, it's Aaron, Brenner, and then of course you've got me. So get ready. Yeah, it's true. No, uh, I'll <laughs> no, say but, one uh, thing though. Like I mean, the the one yeah. thing is that uh, I'm uh, come week eight, I'll be getting Jamal Adams back off the bye fully healthy. Well, hopefully fully healthy. Hopefully. I'll probably have two weeks of Godwin recovered from his injury, three weeks of AJ Brown from coming off his injury, and he had an absolute stormer last. Uh, Tuesday yeah, night as well. So did Tannehill. So you know, I mean, I think the team, like I'll probably be cursing it now saying it, but I think they're kind of rounding into a into a bit of a form. So that'll just be the hope, you know, that they carry they carry that going in against Brenner of all people. So Jesus Christ, yeah. I won't I won't be expecting anything there, but I'll be. Yeah, no, I like. Do you know what I mean? Conflict is the great unifier. Do you know what I mean? I've always been a big believer in that. You know internal stripes and all that it brings people closer together so you know it's great that you and cooper cope worked out your differences and all that and you know <laughs> the, the organization as a yeah. whole yeah you know made improvements commitments to those improvements so and the proof's in the pudding do you know what i mean so we'll see we'll see what happens going forward but uh yeah. again well positioned um i i will say you're you're starting to run tight a little bit on your assets like the only real assets you have to give up mm. now are people who are contributing to your team and your first. So yeah. it's it's one of those things where if you're going to improve your team and if you decide, okay, I'm, I'm going for it, I'm in, your only real move is your first. And that's obviously a significant thing to give up, especially when you don't have your second anymore as well. So that's true. Very curious to see what you do because I know you always get that itch to trade your first as well. That's so. it. Yeah. Well, like it's a, it's a, it's a shameless plug. I'll, 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 uh, I mean, you did it too. So I'm just going to make a little quick one. Cup is still up there. Uh, Julian Edelman has been having a good season. He's only on three fifty a contract, and with Cam Newton, he's been probably the be- the biggest beneficiary of that. And yeah, my first is available for people who want to give me adequate compensation compensation for it. I want to win. <laughs> I want to win now. So, wink, wink. <laughs> good stuff. 
So yeah, I suppose we'll move on to I mentioned uh, Matt earlier. Yes. Um, currently sitting over the cap. And I've always spoken about that, don't worry. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a rough week for that because, I mean, he's obviously missing probably his most consistent offensive player outside of the quarterback's position in uh, Chris, uh, Chris Carson. Uh, yeah, who's been in, who's been like, I think everyone is year on year, you know, sort of counting the chickens before they they crack with Chris Chris Carson because, like, nobody ever seems to think he's going to be a top uh, an RB one, and yet he constantly um constantly refutes that, um, you know Raheem Mostert coming back from injury, um is only going to mean great things. I think Matt, especially being a Niners fan, is going to be very delighted with that, and how he's looked in the week just gone. Um, CD Lamb, I mean we've already gushed over him. He's probably been the best rookie wide receiver, not named Justin Jefferson. Haha. <laughs> so far this or year. Chase Claypool. Um. Uh, well, yeah, one game. No, I'm only joking. Yeah, not fair. But I mean, he's 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 really been incredibly consistent and benefited a lot from the 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 target volume that offense. I have to say that getting Tim Patrick is a very interesting move. I mean, I was sort of tempted to pull the trigger on him over the past couple of weeks, wondering if it was just an aberration. But he seems to be getting better and better as the year goes on. And you never know that might turn into even more long term value. Um, Greg Ward seems to have lost a bit to uh, Travis Fulgham. The uh, I, am I pronouncing that correctly? No, <laughs> it's a full god. Uh, full god. Yeah, there you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Fine. But um, and in fairness, like you always, you obviously have to point to George Kittle, who's been who's been back for what two weeks. <laughs> He's been back for two weeks and he's already the tight end eight so, so that like says enough that's just after the absolute ass fucking he gave philly though yeah, like yeah. That, they, they, they drop it he dropped it in 40 burger yeah but like <laughs> i mean in fairness to the guy in fairness he missed two he's three so weeks old. and he's not gonna he's not gonna dip out of the out of the top 10 for the rest of the year dalton schultz yeah. on the other hand losing Doc prescott you'd wonder now because i mean AJ or AJ Green's law, <laughs> Andy Dalton. You know, I don't think he really ever favoured the tight end heavily. I mean, Tyler Eifert had a couple of years with him, but uh, and and you know, there's so, such a wealth of options outside of outside of that in that offense. It's a bit of a coin flip now as to how that goes. Um, yeah. And realistically, Matt's got so thin on the bench now. I mean, it's 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 reaching Decimated you know i mean the, wa- the water line is kind of creeping up up to his nose on this you know he's really really desperate to keep the head above water there uh, and with losing michael thomas so far i mean it's been it's been really really grim work and a lot of work for him to try and keep going you know yeah, I know I incorrectly say that he gets Michael Thomas back this week. I didn't even realise the Saints had a bye this week, even though I've got Drew Brees in my quarterback. It tells you how much I'm liking Drew Brees this year. But uh, <laughs> no, no comment. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, with Matt, again, I, I actually, of all the teams in this league, I'm still convinced this team can maybe not win at all. But like, he's one and four, and I'm like, you know, he, he can still make the playoffs. There's just yeah, so totally. many points on this team. Totally, yeah. And. Like I just I don't get it. It's as I say he's he's been ravaged with injury. I feel, I, poor chap. Like yeah. I you know given AJ Green three years, I, I I didn't agree with that straight away, but um, and I think at this point you're kind of looking at that deal going, yeah, yeah. like fun enough. He, Matt and uh, the Bengals are probably in a similar situation where AJ Green's looking at them going, bro, you're not playing me, trade me, 
and the, both of the owners are looking at him going, I'd love to, to trade who? you because your contract is terrible. And nobody will pay to, for you. To who? <laughs> yeah. For a sixth so, round pick. Uh, no, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, like, conditional sixth round yeah, pick. Yeah. Um, on, like, yeah. No. It's really shameful, though, isn't it? Like, I mean, it's it's sad, really, you know, because, I mean, obviously he, he, was, he banked on himself quite a lot and he. He thought, like, he thought, like, even they were saying in, in training camp, there was people, like, saying, oh, yeah, the AJ Green of old. But, like, man, Jesus, hasn't he looked awful? He's really just looked, you know, behind the yeah, ball, I mean, turning around, not making those, like, not making those twisting acrobatic catches that used to be so, like, I think the first clip I ever saw of AJ Green was a college clip where he had a backflip mid-go route to catch a ball. And, like, <laughs> when you think of that, to what he is now like i have him in another league and i've had him since the get-go and i refuse to let him go because i just was so loving him when he was coming out of college but like when you think about what he was and where he is now it's it just tells you like all you need to know about how fickle the nfl can be yeah big time um we'll see we'll see what happens with matt i again i still want to see this team at max capacity to see what it can do yeah see what sort of numbers it can put up like You've got people putting up points on defense, people putting points up on offense. There's just it's there's too many like yeah. just not having Michael Thomas alone is killer. Yeah, and you know, Car- uh, Mostert's been in and out of the lineup, so it's you know been tricky relying on him. But yeah. you know, we'll see what happens. But and, um, and to be fair, like defensively, like Devin White's getting a few of the scraps from uh, from Levante's table too. So you know, it's not too bad. You know. Depends, like, because you yeah. know, Levante's kind of all over the field. You know, he's one of those guys who's just everywhere. Do you yeah. know, backfield, plays sideline to sideline. You know, Devin White, great player, but you know, just not quite at the same caliber just yet. You know. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm surprised you're putting a book down, but I get why you're doing it. I know. Um, I just have to do it. Like, I, <laughs> okay. I'm going to move on to Aaron now. And, yeah. Okay, so I need to rant a little bit here because I'm, I'm, I'm look, I'm a little annoyed. That he didn't, he he kind of just laughed at himself when this happened. That he wasn't a little bit annoyed. Yeah. That that, that kind of irked me because I was hoping to do another one of those. You know that you know that photo I put up with you and you were like, whatever. I don't like Melvin Gordon. <laughs> I was hoping for a reaction like that because I was like, oh man, I'm putting that up again. But he didn't know. He laughed himself. Credit to Aaron for laughing at himself. But at the same time, yeah. no, 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 Aaron, you're not getting off that easy, right? Yeah. You're. You have. Dak Prescott is your only quarterback. Yeah. Right? Philip Rivers is terrible. Yeah. And you know he's terrible. And like, I'm not even getting into Tarod. Um, I mean, it's at the point it's where like, he's literally not even starting um, Philip Rivers this year, this week. So. Yeah. Okay. So, right. Okay. So, in any other league, right, that's normal, that isn't, you know, the bidding. I understand not putting a bid in because, oh, you don't want to lose your precious number two waiver priority, you know, on Andy Dalton. It's mm-hmm. it's there's nothing there's literally no reason not to put a bid in. Yeah, but like it's crazy. For, yeah, it's just it's for nothing, right? So you do that, right? So you don't put a bid in. <laughs> One bid goes in for Andy Dalton, <laughs> right? And it's the guy with like four quarterbacks or whatever. <laughs> Steve, right? Yeah. right? So, oh my god! All right, so then, then not only do you make the mistake of not putting a bid in, right? <laughs> You then go and compound that mistake by giving, by moving back like twelve spots or ten spots out of the first round for Andy Dalton. Yeah, yeah, for so, for a half year rental, like yeah. For yeah, like and okay, the, 
I get there's not many starting quarterbacks on one dollar deals. Regardless, mm. if you're trading Justin Jefferson and you're trading whoever else you traded this week, mm. you 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 can get a better quarterback than fucking Andy Dalton. Jesus, yeah. sorry. And look, you know, I don't want to say I feel bad for the chap. Like, I just don't get how you lose that press card. You don't go, I'll, I'll at least put a bid in. It's not like I lose anything by not winning the auction. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, props to Alex. I mean, when he put that up, I was like, oh, fair play to Alex. He's going to go and put like $8 on Andy Dalton or whatever. But like, nope, he did nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. I was just like, my God, like, I just, I, I really wish... I could have seen Aaron's face when he opened up his activity and saw one bid on the yeah, Dalton. And that's it was... so mad, yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, I need to get that out of because, system. I mean, like, yeah, oh, yeah, totally know it. And rightly, I think we all need to get that out of our system because, to be honest, like, I mean, obviously, like, losing Dak Prescott just nukes this team. And it's a team that we all think... It's a team that we all think is, like, obvious, obviously the fifth seed. I mean, this team... I mean, it's the number two in scoring, you know? It, like, this team belongs in the playoffs. And without Dak... You know, it's just that's totally thrown out the window. And I mean, I get the desperation play to get Andy Dalton, but yeah, I mean, you just Andy you, Dalton. you dug your own hole, and as well at the same time, you don't have a guarantee. he dug the hole. Like, there's no he, guarantee he, Andy Dalton even performs better than Philip Rivers does. Do you know? I mean, who knows? They might change the offense and go into a totally run first system, and Andy Dalton's putting up like. 12 to 15 points a game at which point you've given up your first round pick for that do you know like I, oh, that's I, crazy no he, he dug his own grave and then he jumped head first into it yeah <laughs> trading for Andy Dalton like if picking up Andy Dalton off the waiver wire yeah grand and then at least you have your first round pick if you want to make a move for another quarter. yeah what's sad about it though as well is like I mean this team is otherwise really good I mean Nick Chubb is, is like I mean I know it's an MCL injury but he's He's on IR designated to return, so like he'll be back. Oh, he's coming he'll, back. Yeah, yeah he'll be back. back come playoffs. A bunch of trades have gone in now for running backs who like don't have good long term value. You know, one of those is going to be sitting on the bench permanently once Nick Chubb does return. And like, I mean, I I I probably shouldn't be too critical because I'm one of the beneficiaries of it. But he's he's nuked his wide receiver core a little bit by by making these moves too. Do you know? I mean, like DeAndre Hopkins has been amazing, but Juju Smith-Schuster has been slipping week to week now with the emergence of Chase Claypool. Who knows what's going to happen there? And he's on he's on the last year his deal in Pittsburgh. Tyler Boyd, yeah, probably the best option in Cincinnati right now, but like that's really not saying much. And Robert Woods, look, yeah, he's 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 a great receiver, but you don't want him headlining as your number two, you know? Just not dependable, yeah. No, I agree. Um. Like D Hop has looked amazing, obviously. Oh yeah, give yeah. credit there. Um, you know, I'm I'm definitely a bit surprised by that. Like even so, like I I watch the Cardinals games and I'm I'm actually surprised when I see the stat lines at the end of the game, yeah. especially Kenyon Drake's, but whatever about that. But like, <laughs> I just they don't look that good. I don't mm. know what it is. I, I don't shit. I don't yeah. buy them. Oh, I don't know. I, I I don't buy them. Yeah. Um, but we'll, look, we'll see. What, like again, it's you can't argue with the actual like stats and the record though. So you know what I mean. It is what it is. But um. Yeah, no, like, I'm curious to see what Aaron does. Like, he's, I don't want to say he's kind of worked himself into a bind here, but, like, you know, he's tight on cap. He's 
got very little he can do to move players. Like his unguaranteed yeah. deals are all his inside linebackers and a cornerback. So he hasn't got yeah. a lot of flexibility. He's not going to cut Patrick Queen, who's a stud. Well, Jesus, like, man, well, like that is like I mean, I, I mean, obviously it was it's the Homer. Um, it's our, like Aaron is our is home the the epitome of Ravens Homer home, when yeah. it comes to fantasy. Yeah. But like, man, does it pay off for him when he gets those defensive guys? Really, like, I mean, he's got so much faith in Baltimore players on defense, and that's completely justified. Patrick Green, fucking two fumble recoveries, one return for a touchdown last year, last week. He looked like the rookie of the year so far. <laughs> like he's been absolutely, he he's a, he's making a, a play for it, at least defensive rookie of the year. Like, but he's he's ah Jesus, like that guy's a that guy's gonna be a very big game, big big gamer for a long time. You know? Yeah, I'd agree, and it's um going to be very interesting now because it's a two year deal and. You know, Aaron's rolling into next year again. Basically, no cap space. Mm. Like he's getting nothing back. So, okay, trading your first round pick, in maybe that yeah that helps out with that. But then all of a sudden you're left with a decision of like, okay, do I get Patrick Queen, lock him up for four years at twelve, or do you wait a year, yeah, sign him at fourteen then, or do you tag him then at that point and roll the dice? I don't know what you want to do with him, but like, it's a. Uh, Again, that's what I was, I was going to say. Like He's kind of backed himself into a corner with like the deals he's given out, the amount of like cheap, guaranteed deals he gave out. Like made sense. You know, you know, pre-season, you're looking at the team, you're going, that's a cheap deal, that's a nice deal, that's a nice deal. Yeah. They're all cheap, but they're all guaranteed. And that makes them harder to cut. And, you know, mm. I mean, there's a couple of guys there, I'd be like, I don't know what he's going to do with them, but he, he needs some flexibility yeah. because... Um, like his quarterbacks, his quarterbacks are going to be a huge problem for him for a long time to come. Do you know? So I think, and he'd have to trade a big contract to get a decent quarterback back. And then, like, who wants to trade for a thirty-six dollar, like, you know, or a, or thirty thirty dollar runner running back or receiver anyway? When you know you can keep a a quarterback at that, you know. So like, I think it's gonna be really difficult for him to swap value with the guarantee contracts yeah. he has there to better his quarterback core. Like that's a harsh lesson I'm starting to learn now. Um and I think yeah, like it's it's I think to be fair, like me and Aaron I think are in quite similar situations. Like he's probably better for the amount of depth that he has. But um like these are all quite problems I'm facing as well and I think um like it's gonna it's gonna come to some very tough decisions. Yeah, no I, I definitely agree with that. Um again I think with the way the league is kind of divided up now, like even losing Dak, I think he has enough steam there to get to the playoffs. Like yeah. he's already had his matchup with Brenner go by, so you know, I mean, it's just basically yourself, mm. uh, Tom, and then he's Brenner towards the end of the season. They're, like they're the only three matchups I think that are, you know, headaches for him going into because mm. he has enough talent across the board. It's just if Dalton. Isn't even you know like I'm fully convinced that Zeke's teams now and like, everything is just going to go through him more or less like you yeah. know I'm sure that oh yeah that could, oh, like, they'd be silly involved. they'd be totally silly not to do that really they'd be yeah yeah but like we, look we'll see what happens pretty quickly that's you know? it like, it is it's just, it is Mike I wouldn't McCarthy like to trust as well do you know so yeah well look we'll see but um I again I'd be like you I'd have a very hard time believing a team led by Andy Dalton and Philip Rivers will compete for a championship yeah if they do i think you're talking 
like oh man who who would you even equate that to um, who was that Ravens quarterback that was terrible in like the early 2000s that won a Super Bowl Trent Dilfer, Trent Dilfer. he wasn't if terrible if, he was a buccaneer he wasn't <laughs> <laughs> how dare you anyway. that's my quarterback <laughs> Sorry, go on. This would be this would be Trent Dilfer levels of winning yeah. the championship. Yeah, it would really would have carried by your defense. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, look, I mean, uh, it's, 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 that that said, I think like focus it on how good Ezekiel Elliott's, Elliott, uh, Elliott's future is going to be now this year. I think it might be a good segue into um into the Lamargini that just keeps on rolling. It's going over the horizon yeah. now, past uh, past all the rest of us. But uh, I mean, and it's probably going to be driven now by Zeke going forward with how that Dallas offense naturally has to go to and now with Christian McCaffrey likely returning I mean in fairness like how much of a difference is McCaffrey going to make now with how Mike Davis has filled his shoes um, probably a difference of I think you were saying before we, 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 we turned this up um, probably about four or five points so like look I, th- I think this team is like this is going to be a see in the playoffs deal and hopefully one of us can you know, get to form and maybe take a pot shot at him and, and, and knock him out if but at the moment, like this is this is getting ridiculous. Like I mean, Jared Goff as well. <laughs> Jared Goff was one who we were all laughing at. And QB one Jared me, Goff he's having a season. Like Jesus Christ, the lad, three oh nine, two touchdowns. He's hovering around 70, 70 to seventy five percent completion percentage. Like Jared Goff, man. This is insane. Like this Rams offense has completely turned a corner from last year and looks like it's just propelling them. So look, that obvious combination of Goff and Jackson is incredible. And who would have thought that Lamar Jackson would be putting up a worse season to date than Jared Goff? And yet he he is somehow. Um, like I think like to be fair, Jackson he's had a couple of he's had flashes of his of his twenty nineteen form his old self, but I mean going up against some shoddy defenses and he's getting getting hit getting harried you know his receivers aren't getting aren't making catches for him do you know so i don't know what do you think of that yeah um i i i'll be honest with you i'm i'm just so kind of like in awe of how like the floor of this team is 270 yeah. and like i like everything yeah. you just said like it's you know, it's irrefutable like I'll just echo everything you said, but like, it's you could just go. Oh, Brenner's team is really good. At the end. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like like Adam Thielen has six touchdowns. Like, okay, yeah, I'll put my hands up. I yeah. I called. I'll call. I called the demise of Adam Adam Thielen like two years ago. Yeah. Okay, last year it looked a bit dicey. We'll say then they traded Diggs for whatever reason, and it's like, oh well, okay, Adam Thielen, you know. Wide receiver two, Calvin Ridley. Wide receiver one, you know, just like we all <laughs> predicted going into the feet. Yeah. All right, well, Ridley's down to three now or whatever. But anyway, besides the point, um, yeah. he, he, the story hasn't changed. You know, we knew this team would put up points just with those three headliners alone. Um, like, mm. full of, of all the headliners, the one that I was most worried about being Zeke has been the most dependable. <laughs> Yeah. Again, who saw that coming outside of you know Jackson and McCaffrey and Elliott that you know Zeke could be the guy, but um, yeah, I'm saying that they're all putting up points. It's not going to really change. It's 
it's I think a, I think a huge a huge surprise like um somebody who I thought like is is one of those floor players like good good bye week plug Jameson Crowder and he's putting up twenty one points a game. <laughs> he's a guy I have in another league and I actually have him in, in all, all outside of this league I have him in everywhere. Um and I have him in, in every league um outside of this one and like he's I, I consistently get him in the draft every year in like redraft leagues because I can get him in like the ninth round and he's always plug and play. But this year like obviously there's nothing there for the quarterbacks to throw to in New York. Yeah. So he's just taking everything and fair fucking play. Like it's just kicked up for him. Yeah, big time. And you know, the thing about this team is like, so Brenner went super heavy on three guys and yeah. fair play to him. Totally viable strategy. Super risky because you have got to be yeah. good on spotting your cheap dollar ballers as Brenner likes to call them. And <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. he has a top player, at least one of them, because he's got more than one of most positions mm. at every position bar linebacker. Like yeah. it's, it's Again, I'm borderline convinced he has a crystal ball somewhere and if, if things continue the way they're yeah. continuing, like the way he keeps just picking up players and then they just light it up. I'm, I might start asking Brenner for a lot of numbers, but like if you yeah. touched on Lamar and Jared Goff, Ryan Fitzpatrick is outperforming the two of them. Oh, and Brenner's just like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll pick up Ryan Fitzpatrick because, you know, who the fuck would want Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yeah. yeah. Brenner would because Brenner just fucking knows everything apparently. He's, I think, <laughs> to be honest, like I think it's this is the thing about like for one, I will say about the about fantasy football, it's a month to month thing. Like you know, obviously this team has won the month of September. You don't know what October is going to look like. You gonna you don't know what November is going to look like. You don't know what December is going to look like. So in some cases, guys who look like they're the greatest thing in the world people like Calvin Ridley for instance can take dips as the season goes on and then you know they'll finish in the top 12 but yeah like this team I mean it's hard to actually say any of these players are going to do that and in fairness to Brenner like he's been he's been probably hustling outside of Alex more than anybody you know he's been around he's been moving around he's been making changes cutting chopping bringing in new guys seeing like buying like buying the hype because it doesn't hurt doesn't do any do any harm on some of these guys getting them in and then they explode and it's really paid off from like people like james robinson who i think he picked up in like week two um after yeah. he, he after they announced that he was going to be the starter going forward and look i mean everyone else you know this is the thing about fantasy early on everyone you know will blow a load of fab or waiver priority or whatever like um going for these 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 uh, shooting stars and a lot of the time they burn out luckily here you know Brenner's made enough moves and, and plugged enough guys and they've worked out for him and that's just good ownership you know it's just good ownership it, one, that's 100% mm-hmm. like as much as like you want to you know I, I'm joking about crystal ball and all that which yeah. he may or may not have like at the same time he's hustling yeah. constantly he's always yeah. making moves and he's of all the owners, he's probably one of the more cutthroat ones. In like, he has mm. no patience for people. He just cuts them, yeah. which is the way you've got to be. And you know, he positioned himself to be that way by giving so many cheap contracts out and you know having a good few mm. unguaranteed mm. deals. But um, yeah, it's it's hard to look at anyone else and go, oh yeah, they they could knock him off his perch when the floor is D seventy. Yeah. yeah, it it's very hard to look at that. But um, it's 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 going to be. It's going to be interesting to see 
how much they can maintain this because as you said there's dips every week every mm. month and you know it's it, it can't always be sunshine every single yeah. week like lead leading score four out of five weeks if I, I can't imagine you get to the end of the season it's 15 out of 16 weeks you know there's going to be bumps and bruises and it's just whether there's someone in a position to pull the trigger on that totally remains to be seen yeah but um i think that's why we should all be thankful the playoffs aren't in the next two three weeks that he still has a long way to go before yeah. he gets to the playoffs and to yeah. maintain this level without losing anyone will be tricky yeah and it's just about getting to the playoffs and seeing them there and seeing what we can do and, I suppose, and, all, and also just as much that it's about like if it, it's about if the five other teams that get into the playoffs can get in healthy and with a bit of form as well do you know because like there, there's still there's some quality rosters out there do you know and when definitely when the years when the regular season's all said and done like what kind of top players are shaping out who can make trades for you know there'll be there'll be guys who are on the way out who'll be looking to get trade cap or draft capital who'll be selling some of these one-year deals some of these big pickups and do you know it, it it'll be all to play for then but you know, obviously, if anyone has a hope of cracking him, it's you need to put up two eighty to three hundred, like you're saying, and hope that he has a lower lower ebb game, which I think is possible. But you know, all of the other five teams will have to be on form and ready to go, and that's not even counting the first round by. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure that'll be a dud week, no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, the way these things fall you, you know somebody could somebody could pick up the Kenyan Drake of last year this year and you know catch him in catch him on a low ebb in, in the divisional round and put him on his arse you know so you can always hope yeah, no. right well Nick I suppose I'll probably talk to you in a couple of weeks right before you're prepping to play Brenner and the more important <laughs> right after that me oh, but okay. um, yeah. um, I as long as I'm not starting Frank Gore then I'll be I'll be happy out you know <laughs> Um, <laughs> you're starting a 37 year old it's a sure thing I'm telling you it's a sure thing <laughs> it's a sure thing about <laughs> Bell's gone you know Slevio Bell's been the reason Frank Gore hasn't done well this year <laughs> as we all know but um, yeah I think as well just one other point I'll add to what you were saying about going into the playoffs and all that like maybe not so much this year like there'll definitely be a few players who'll be made available right before playoffs mm. but um like i think that'll be a huge element in later years of like when players are on the last year of their deal that if someone is out of the playoffs even if that player is performing well like there's not much point in you unless you intend to franchise tag them or yeah. do something with them you're probably just going to end up going i know i'll cut them because yeah. i can use that cap space to pay off that contract yeah. and I'm not in the playoffs what good is it going to do me and so that, that'll be interesting to see but um, yeah look credit to Brenner long long may it continue for you man uh, you know what I mean it's it's, it's not luck <laughs> I give yeah. that much it's, it's very good decisions very clear yeah. plan like and it's worked out well for him so he's like he's miles ahead of everyone so credit to him but uh, yeah look Nick we'll, we'll leave it at that um, yeah maybe closing remarks just fuck you, Tom. Um, and yeah, yeah. Like, um, I, I, I can I can always echo that. Always echo that. <laughs> oh, um, and I'm gonna, uh, I'm people gonna, come out with I'm going <laughs> to add in that again. I don't care that you got a second back. You <laughs> traded your first round pick for Andy Dalton. <laughs> Andy 
Yeah, Dalton. <laughs> and if if I'd love nothing more than for Andy Dalton to prove me wrong, they free, they you get to laugh yeah. at me. But I'm so totally. beyond confident that you're going to be sitting there. I, I know you haven't got a lot of cup space, but you're like, I traded a first round pick for Andy Dalton, yeah. who I could have picked up off waivers if I had simply bid two dollars or a, a dollar, but I didn't because I fell <laughs> for a bluff, and I had nothing to lose, but I didn't. Bro, moment of the year. I can't yeah. wait to fucking look back on that and laugh. Anyway, we'll leave it at that, Nick. Thank you very much.